So this is Lawyer Talk, another Wednesday Blitz edition. It is June 10, still in the bunker, still taking calls via the bunker, but linked in by High Tech 511 Studio C equipment. So we're about two minutes out. We expect uh, any second here to get uh, some calls from the Blitz. Uh, and then after that, we may have another guest, huh, Jared? We're waiting for Kenny Mock. Actually, he's here. I'm going right. to let him in. Let him in. All right, Steve Palmer on the line. So here's the question, man. This guy is living in a neighborhood-type setting. Maybe it's like a trailer park community or something. But uh, there's several people that uh, are on the property, so there's several people going through the same thing. Uh, this guy says uh, he's trying to launch an investigation on a management company in the neighborhood that I live in. I can't seem to find the owners. I've called the courts and they gave me the name and number, but it's old. The manager has already been in trouble for embezzlement a few years back. They are doing a lot of fishy things, including using people's money orders for personal items. A water bill has been added, but my lease... And when we move in, states that water is included in the rent. So basically, you know, this water bill has been added on top of a place that he's living in that should have included water. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He goes on to say, too much sketchy stuff, and we're all out here just kind of stuck. And I'm the only one going through this. I'm not the only one going through this in my neighborhood. My neighbors are in the same boat. Um, I have been talking to a lot of them, and they all have similar stories. I'm trying to figure out what to do. Lawyers in Maryland, uh, Marion usually don't handle this kind of stuff, so I'm sorry. This is kind of long, but can you help me out? Yeah, so this is a uh, this is a classic landlord tenant problem. You're going to have a, a pro it, this all starts with the lease, and I would first read the lease and all the fine print. And it may be that water's included in the lease, uh, but it also may be that there is room or a provision that permits an assessment or some sort of addition to the uh, the rent if, if water gets too expensive. I don't know. To the extent it does not, then it sounds like this landlord is breaching the lease agreement. And uh, I, what I would recommend anybody do, well, first, call me and I'll get you to a good landlord-tenant lawyer. But, you know, follow the lease agreement. Pay what you're supposed to pay. Uh, I would not overpay what you're not supposed to pay. And uh, I certainly wouldn't underpay. So I would uh, first read the lease, uh, call me, and I'll be happy to get you to a landlord-tenant lawyer, and then we can sort of unravel the mess. And it looks like everybody's in the same boat. So there, there may be a way to sort of lay off some of the legal costs on this by, uh, uh, by getting everybody involved. Uh, oh, that's a this, good idea. You know, sometimes the, these management companies, uh, they get a really – they treat people badly sometimes. Maybe they treat people badly based on experiences they've had with other tenants who have treated them badly, and it just sort of spills over. And then sometimes they're just corrupt, like maybe what this guy's saying. So uh, we can dig into it and get to the bottom of it. He said, I also signed a two-year lease, but in July they want us to sign a new one, and the lease itself is suspect. So he should Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I can't tell if he's asking. He signed a two-year lease. Uh is it up in July no, or they want it's you coming they up. It's to upcoming. It's sign upcoming. a different lease? I, yeah. What I'm thinking is he would be in the middle of a two-year lease and now all of a sudden out of nowhere they want him to sign another one because it seems like he's saying that this is like out of the ordinary. So if that were the case, if you were in, let's say, contract with someone uh, in, in a place that you lived and then all of a sudden they came midway through the contract and said, no, 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 we, we want you to sign another one, what would be his response? Well, my response would be No. Um, you've got an agreement with somebody. And usually if you read the print of a lease agreement, it'll say something like, uh, it's not modifiable 
unless in writing by both parties. Okay. All right. So I would say no. There, there's no basis to go and, and redo that. Okay. So uh, this text came in, and it's kind of alarming. Uh, they said, my soon-to-be ex-wife <laughs> trashed my Harley. What? With a crowbar. Yikes. Then hit me in the head with it. I got six staples. I went to retrieve my guns. I'm not sure where they are now. I'm a little nervous, so what can I do? That's all intense, right. I, I, I miss that. What uh, was that First again? of all, I would get a letter to Vince McMahon right away <laughs> and tell him you can take six shots with a crowbar to the head. Yeah, he got six staples in his head because his oh, soon-to-be ex-wife, so they're not divorced yet, but his soon-to-be ex-wife trashed his Harley with a crowbar, then hit him in the head. He got six staples. He, then he went to go find his guns, and they're not there. So now he's nervous. I would be too. Oh, I'd be nervous too. It sounds like this uh, this person uh, is certainly has little restraint about causing damage and harm. Carol Banks. Uh, this is a police matter. <laughs> I would uh, call the cops. I would make a report. I would definitely voice my concern that the other side of this may have a firearm. And uh, obviously, these are all crimes. You can't do these things to people. They are, it sounds like felonious assault and some other... Uh, uh, property-related crimes. So I would start with the cops. And then, you know, beyond that, they might be able to get a restraining order or a civil protection order uh, to keep the other away. And to the extent that gets violated, it's go to jail, don't pass go, ask questions later. All right, we're live with Steve Palmer right now. It's Loper and Randy. Well, I'm glad you, brunch, you mentioned Carol Baskins because Goose has a great question. Can Don Lewis' daughters, all right, do, are you familiar with uh, Tiger the King? The Tiger King, Steve. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank oh, God, because then you'll oh, know yeah. this. So can Don Lewis's daughter, you know, the guy who uh, we can't find, he died mysteriously, and then his, his uh, will was forged. Can Baskin's ex-husband's, the kids, can they do a civil suit to sue Carol the same way that Nicole Brown's family sued OJ now that it's known hmm. that the will was forged? Yeah, I mean, that's a complicated mess. If it turns out that the will is forged and uh, there's misconduct that way, I think there's a will contest first in probate court. And uh, as far as what's already been dispersed, then you would have to just name everybody, file a lawsuit, and then go after it. I would love to see that. I kind of want to see Carol Baskins pay. Hey, Steve, uh, speaking of uh, people that aren't necessarily here in Columbus, uh, you see a lot of these videos, you know, these women they call Karens. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kids, my kids love that term. My thirteen-year-old loves the term Karen. Yeah, I Karen. do too. I don't mean to love it so much, and I do. Steve knows who I'm thinking about right now. But anyway, so listen, <laughs> Steve. So when people are taking, like, so I'm I'm in a public place. I take a video, and I'm I'm taping, I'm videoing this Karen, and then I post it on my social media. Can I get sued for that? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you can, um, but not just for posting it. Now, here's the question. What if you made money based on this other person's likeness? What if you use that other person's mm. image, uh, and you started to get paid for it? Then there may be a suit. Then there may be a way to recover. Uh, so if somebody t is taking random pictures of me and selling them, yeah. uh, you know, I think that's a different story, but just for posting pictures of you in public, I don't believe there'd be any uh, cause of action. But like if you uploaded it to YouTube and you started making all kinds of money on it, it went viral. 
Yeah, I would. I would be all over it. I would say, "Pay me. I want my part. I'm a Karen. I deserve my money." <laughs> I'm a Karen. I deserve cash. Well, I'm calling your manager. Okay. All right. There you go, Steve Palmer. Live. We had some audio issues, so we didn't get uh, as long of a segment as usual. But uh, hey, listen. You can uh, hit us up with questions anytime for Steve. You can send them to me, Loper at theblitz.com. You can also uh, shoot them over to Steve if they go on your website. They, there's like a nice uh, entry form they can just fill out and then send the messages right to you. Right. Yeah, I mean, just OhioLegalDefense.com. There's a there's an easy way to send us a message or a question. You can also go to uh, LawyerTalkPodcast.com. That's yeah. our uh, podcast website. We take questions there as well. And then, obviously, uh, put my number in your phone, 614-224-6142. It's rough out there. You need a lawyer. Absolutely. So everyone that was protesting that you were representing, everybody got out? Uh, well, not yet, but it's on the way. On the way. They all, all right. got out of jail. Now we're trying yeah. to get the cases dismissed. Is it, so is it kind of messy? I mean, are you experiencing a lot of trouble with the city? Well, I think what we're going to see is there's going to be a, there's going to be categorized or categories of people. You're going to have folks who deserve to get arrested and charged. Sure. Folks who didn't deserve to get arrested and charged. And then right. some people in the middle where it's going to be sort of a gray area. But uh, depending on how people fit in those categories, their cases will resolve accordingly. Fascinating. Steve Palmer, thanks so much, brother. We'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you guys. All right. Well, that was another uh, Blitz segment. A little bit of audio difficulties. I don't know what's going on down here. I guess the sound engineer, that is I today. Uh, I got to get on my game. But aside from that, with good questions, I, you know what I like to see? I like to see that this is not Corona-19 related. It is not, well, there was a riot-related sort of finish up. But, you know, I think maybe I'm just in the wrong camp. I don't know. But I just want to see things go back. Well, to the normal. old questions are starting to come back. Yeah. I because just, when we when we first were in the bunker, every single question was from unemployment to Corona to if, uh, you know, I mean, my husband is in a, a job where he might catch Corona. Can I keep my kids or do we have to keep split? You know, I mean, those were all the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we're getting the crowbar. We're get, yeah. You're getting the crowbar <laughs> and staples to the head and maybe stole my guns. It was a DV, sounds like. Yeah. I had some. I was hearing. I was hearing some double talk on our end, so it was hard for me to follow it. Oh, I've, I've followed that because I know that story. It's happened time and time again. The Harley gets the crowbar. The golf clubs. I I know one situation where she hated the golf clubs so much that she broke them over while beating the bike. So when he came out, he could see all of his golf clubs were broken. But they were broken because she was denting in the tank and smashing it there. So, so it was like the, a double whammy. The weapons of destruction were themselves items that uh, were cherished, yeah, and therefore broken. Yeah, no, I got it. I mean, when you when you get that pissed off at somebody, you just want to hit them where it hurts the most. And if I'm not a motorcycle guy, but if it were my car, you know, like my classic car or something, it's like go after that sucker. A good friend of mine pulled into bike night once and I walked up and he had this beautiful road light and it had this beautiful paint job on it. And I walk up on it and I was like, did you go down? Because it was just smashed up and beat up all over the place. And he was like this, oh, man, Carrie uh, got a crowbar. Oh, yeah. She uh, she took a crowbar to it. So whenever they say crowbar, I was like, I know this story. Now he didn't get yeah. whacked in the head though. Now this guy got whacked in the head and his guns are missing. Like you said, first thing to do, don't be... Yes, be scared if your guns are missing, <laughs> and then B, call the police. Well, let them know is, that, especially if it's your registered gun out there floating around, you might want to let them know that it's been stolen. Well, look, I, I'm happy to supply all the legal advice I can on Wednesdays, and whoever calls, you know, if, you know, if we can, we give them, we give them advice here at the office all the time. But 
you know, if somebody takes your guns, I would think the first place you go is to the police and say, guess what? This individual stole my firearms and they put six staples in my head with a crowbar. I'm a little concerned, not only about my guns, but also about my safety. That would be a good start, I would think. Yeah. Was, this start. biker's not supposed to have guns. He just figured, I'll just call the blitz. Well, then there is that. So we do get that all the <laughs> you time. You need to be a lawyer to give that advice, huh? <laughs> Seems pretty obvious. Now, you know, this is, uh, and I, I wonder, you know, they say that domestic violence uh, arrests sort of uh, skyrocketed during COVID, but I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, I, I'm not so sure it's not true. Uh, well, actually, it's probably true that, that domestic violence arrests went up. But the fact is they weren't really doing anything else. There was no law enforcement for anything else. So if you just like, you have all the same number of police on the force at the same time, and the only thing they're looking for is domestic violence. They're going to find more. They're going to charge more people with domestic violence, right? And of course, there's more people at home hating each other, sort of cooped up. So if you have one of those marriages where, or relationships where it works the best when you guys are both at work or not both at home at the same time, or there's that space, then all of a sudden you're forced to stay at home. I can see how that might get a little hot. Especially if you're in an apartment. You know what I mean? You had like a one-bedroom one apartment or something or a flat. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Could you imagine you lived in New York City? I just couldn't imagine living in New York City during the, during the lockdown. I would be bonkers, man. I'd be bonkers anyway, let alone during a lockdown. Now, I was in New York City last summer. When was that? July-ish. And uh, that was when they had a blackout. And it was bizarre. I mean, it was bizarre. We were walking, like we were just sort of walking around, uh, hanging out in the theater district, like in all these lines, like people started pouring out of the, out of the theaters and it was a blackout. I mean, all of Manhattan was blacked out or at least, uh, most of it. And, uh, it was really strange, man. We walked home with just darkness and uh, like all lights out. It was very strange. And if it were Corona time and all the lights were out. Talk about disaster. Anyway, I think, I think we at the beginning of the show. Did you did you get when I ran out there? I had Kenny Mock in the parking lot. Yeah, we got Kenny go. Mock here. What's going on, man? Oh, I mean, I was I was more interested in the crowbar. I don't even own a crowbar. But... <laughs> <laughs> somebody says a crowbar. It seems like a movie thing to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what that dude has? An anvil that's been handed down from generation to generation. So it's like some families have like a diamond ring that you give to you, you pass it down. So your daughter and your daughter, and then maybe if they don't have a daughter, it goes to the guy or the gal marrying your son. It's an anvil in his family. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, like, th I'm trying to think. How many how like, many crowbars do I have? I think I've probably oh, you got numerous crowbars. I've got numerous. I've got crowbars. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I've got at least five. Yeah, I think I've got about five, six. I've got a machete. A machete. Thanks to this guy. That's what he got me for Christmas. I got him a machete for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would go to stores with him. We'd go to like the like Dick's Sporting Goods or something to buy some stuff. And we'd be on our way to get what we needed. And he stops in front of the machetes every single time. I was like, every man, time. I just feel like I just needed, I don't know. I <laughs> just, just needed it. I'm like, yeah. what the hell do you need a machete? Long, you have a long no, no. <laughs> He's planning. I on did like use a, it trimming some weeds, but he was planning on like a safari, or like a, yeah, not a safari, yeah. a uh, like a jungle tour or something where you got to hack through the vegetation. I felt like I needed to put it on my belt and like hang it and let the neighbors see it. And I was like, what's like a up? Role play thing, like you just like. <laughs> yeah, I want it. Yeah, I don't know. He's why. more of a jungle. Jeff coming out of the bushes. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. There's some correlation to too much bamboo. There's got to be some correlation <laughs> to some bamboo. personality trait on that one. It's like I, I've never needed a machete. I don't 
I, that's what I'm saying. Well, how often would you use a machete and how often are you using a crowbar? That's what my thing is. I use crowbars all the time. So okay. I like construction. I, like right now I'm remodeling and I do stuff like that all the time. So crowbars, and then here's the thing about crowbars. You can never find it when you need it. So you get another one and then you end up with two or somebody comes to help you and they bring a crowbar and then they leave without it and they don't care because the next time they need it, they're going to go buy one. And then there's different kinds of crowbars. You can have really long, crow, like a classic looking crowbar. You can have a straight bar. You can have uh, flat bar. a flat bar. You can have um, like a nail puller type looking thing. And then you can have a cat's paw nail puller thing. Oh, so all those, paw. you know, all those things qualify as crowbars as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've gone, I've, you had three different ones in my hand yesterday. Are they different colors? Sometimes they, they start different colors, colors, but then they, yeah. they all end up rust. Most of, black, most of them are black, right? Most of them end up black, iron looking. Yeah. Um, I had one that started off red. My cat's paw started off red, but now it's mostly, you know, I guess you can maybe judge uh, a man's activities by how much paint is left on their crowbar. <laughs> how much paint you got on your crowbar? Almost none. Good for you. No. <laughs> Oh, an old biker trick there, speaking of tools, is because if you're on a bike, you got to carry tools around sometimes, depending on your bike, you know, and uh, a lot of them carry ball-peen hammers mm -hmm. because it's a tool. It's a concealed weapon. I mean, a tool. It's a Yeah, it's a it's a tool dependent on the job. Down there, I know guys that have them hanging on, on, on their bike. What is it? What is that exactly? What's a, the difference a, in a ball that peen and, hammer? and a hammer? Like a regular hammer. Well, a ball-peen hammer is not a claw hammer. A claw hammer is like, like for doing nails. You know, you can yeah. pull out the nails. A ball-peen hammer usually used more in, like, putting an axle on to, uh, metal to doing metalworking with, with the ball-peen hammer. But if you can just, I can't do any of that. But crap. you can do some metal work on somebody's car if they cut into you. If you wanted to, you could give them a little tap-tap there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you or can do some damage with a ball-peen hammer. You know, you don't want somebody coming at you. And... Now, and roll a duct tape so you, yeah, right, right, <laughs> yeah. How many hammers? I got uh, how many hammers you got, Kenny? Probably one. I think I got one too, maybe two. Yeah. I have a dozen, at least a dozen. I've yeah. got a a big mallet too that I use sometimes. A mallet? Is it a wooden mallet? No. Because to me, when you say mallet, I'm thinking wood. That's not. A you mallet. have a sledge. It's like a. Okay. I call yeah. that a baby, I call that a baby. A sledge. mallet will be like rubber, or it'll be you know like a wood block. Um, yeah. You yeah. Got, then a, you get, you've got you got blunt. There's some that are called blunt. That that's when you hit it there. It like when I put my it, garden in, I put stakes and a fence around it. I use that thing to yeah, hammer the bad. stakes. Is it a big sledge or I call them baby sledges? Like it's a handheld hand one. It's not yeah. like a sledgehammer. I had one of those yeah. in my hand yesterday too. Now yeah. I asked me how many of those little. Wrenches, I those Allen wrenches, the oh yeah, that comes in everything that you buy. That's <laughs> yeah. the IKEA, the IKEA solder <laughs> furniture. Kenny wrench. comes running out with the Allen wrench. Take care of business. I got you, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the crazy thing is, they're all different sizes, but anytime you need one, it's never the right size. <laughs> I throw those things away as soon as they come. As soon as I get one of those, I throw it away and I go to my toolbox and I use mine because they they they, they stack up on you and there's too many and they're not good anyway. They you know they bend and break and they're not they're not they strip out. No good. So we talked about hammers and crowbars. I have hammers too. You've seen my house. Yeah, you got you're, you got my You've setup. Got hammers. Yeah, stuff. You just yeah. got stuff. I mean, how many sets of, <clears throat> say, just regular wrenches? I'm talking. I don't know what they call. Them. I call them wrenches, but the, you know yeah. they got the they're round on one side and they got the. How many sets of those you got? A lot. Yeah, I can't count. I'm, I, I, I want to be that guy that can fix everything. I'm just, I just can't do it. I can't either. Yeah. I was working on my well this morning. I got up to no water pressure. I was like, great. Well, 
So I never had like the right socket. Like I'll I'll buy a socket set and then I'll use it and I'll you, know, you forget where it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The key to tools is or is storage and organization. I know. I know. And I'm terrible. I am awful. I mean, I am. I got crap everywhere. But you know what my toolbox is right now? An old plastic cooler that Omaha Steaks came in. <laughs> that's pretty good. I I that's why I just throw. I mean, it it's everything. manly. It's steaks. Yeah. That sounds sort of manly. I, I use I don't know I, I don't know if it was Omaha Steaks, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like mm -hmm. big foam, you know, and it comes with the dry ice. That's what it is. I so got whatever it came in, I at. got something for you. I've got a tool. But I just haven't. I don't have a box. I've got just like a cheap. No, I got something one that for I you. Got, I got, I'm going I'm to get you a little drawer thing. You know, it's going to have the drawers and you no, can. But those you can are expensive, it. man. No, I got it for you. I'm giving it to you. That it's not expensive for you. You have ones that are not being used. It is free for you. Okay. I have a junk drawer. Yeah, I got a, a couple junk of drawer. junk drawers. I've got that too, but that junk drawer, that set of tools is different. That's like if you're in your underwear at six in the morning and you need to do something, you go to the junk drawer. But if you want to have like real, if I need something real, then you go to the tool set. Yeah, and I, you know what I started to do? I started putting like, I have a tub now, you know, plastic tub, Rubbermaid tub that's only got plumbing stuff in it. And then I got a tub that's, oh, I got two tubs now that only has electrical stuff. And then I've got a tub that has, uh, cement work stuff. And I actually transferred that to a little satchel because it was starting to beat up the tub. And then I have, uh, I have, so I started to organize my stuff that way. Be Do you give or give away any of your tools? I know you probably have a lot of tools. You don't give them away. I, I'm, walk it's away. like a collection. They sometimes walk away. Yeah. Which is, which is maddening because if you have like a set of something, say like a tap and die, and then you go to get the one you need and it's not there. Would you say tap and die? Tap yeah. and die. You and know, like them, a, they might have just put threads on. Spoke a different language there. It, it's a it's a yeah. device that'll put. <laughs> so if you drill a hole in metal and you want to have threads in it, you, you is that the tap? I think that's, that's the, tap. the tap. That's the tap, and you can you can put threads in it. And then a die is if let's say you got a crosshair thin. You know, I mean, like like you ever get a, a bolt that's like the it's, it's like won't thread in because it's yeah, all mashed up. Yeah. No, but I got a machete. But you can. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, "This I don't have bolts." I got a machete. I got a machete. I just take care of that bolt, my machete. <laughs> So back back to that, we were at Christmas. Was that last year or the year before? I, don't remember. I think it was the year before I got him a uh, machete for Christmas. You did have a big smile on your face. Have you ever right? used it? Yeah. Yeah. You I did. It, I just, you find reasons. To use. So I was pulling weeds <laughs> in my front yard and planting flowers the other day. And I was just like, yeah, these weeds are not, you know, like, I'm trying to get it by the root so it doesn't keep growing. So I'm like, oh, well, if I whack the ground as hard as I can with a machete. You hit the ground with it? That'll make it dull. Well, it is probably dulled out then. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I need to do is sit in my driveway and use one of those sharpening this summer, stones. You should just yeah. <laughs> then everybody will know what's up. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Jeff? Jeff, bend just over and I'll show you. Sharpening my machete. <laughs> no big deal. It's Wednesday. I sharpen my machete on Wednesdays. Every other Wednesday is a machete day. <laughs> That's when I pull out my machete and make sure it's sharp. Uh, all right. So, how many drills you got, Jeff? One. I mean, is it electric or is it? Yeah, cordless? it's like uh, it's one of those rechargeable. Oh, it's a battery. So you have one yeah. uh, cordless drill. Do you have an electric one? No, no. Kenny, how many drills you got? I don't know. I mean, probably got about six or seven of those like that. <laughs> oh, you have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many bits I have for it. I have oh, no idea. Yeah. I forget how to use it. Like yeah. the front of it, I always put the bit in. And yeah. It yeah. Falls out, so. yeah. I'm just not the handy guy. That's all right. I got more drills than I know what to do with, too. Like, like great-grandpa's drill, or my dad's drills, his uncle's drills, and all the stuff you've accumulated just ended up yeah. in my 
toolbox somehow. So you have yeah. bandsaws and all that stuff. I have a full wood shop. Like I could build. I could build. I got a short finger Asking about to his prove fingers. It. Yeah. So it turns out, if you're concerned or had any question at all, if you stick your middle finger <laughs> into a operational table saw no good. with the blade running after removing the guard, it'll cut it off. <laughs> so to the extent anybody still has any question about that, I can, I can. This is not. Uh, this is no longer a hoax. It will cut your finger off, Ugh. clean off, and it really hurts. As it turns out, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the kind of pain you would expect it to be. So, were you just testing it out? <laughs> well, you know, I was never quite sure. <laughs> I was never quite sure. <laughs> I was never quite sure. So, you know, I was down in the wood shop one day. I was like, I think I'll just cut my, see if it'll cut my. No, it was, uh, uh, it, the wood shop is, uh, I, and I said this to 100 people before I cut my finger off. It's never when you do the one cut on when you're in the wood shop. It's when you do the same thing a hundred times. And that happens a lot if you're a woodworker. So if you're building like cabinets and you need 20 of uh, rips at an inch and a half for to make the rails and styles, then what you're going to do is you're just going to start pushing through. Well, you know, then you start to wander and you're thinking about what's going on. And maybe we're going to this uh, 4th of July party later. And next thing you know, whap, I didn't grab the push stick that time for no good reason because I was just being careless. And it cut my finger off. So it happened. But yeah, I've got. Is, it, is it one of those things that's so sharp? Is it one of those things that's so sharp that it almost takes a second to register in your head that you cut your finger off? No, everybody asks that, but no, you know right away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's not very sharp. It's a blunt. I mean, it's sharp for wood, but like picture a table saw blade. Mine's an eighth inch thick, and it's got those teeth on it, and they're if, spinning really fast. Anybody who is. Um, you know the teeth are are, are are I guess if you could, if you think of like a handsaw, those are very close together. Yeah. And if that were moving at a very fast pace, it would be more probably. I mean, that'd be a cleaner cut. Um, like a bandsaw would be that way. But um, it went clean. I mean, no. It, it, oh, it actually it, it it sounded like a kickback. Anybody who knows what a kickback yeah, on a table wood. saw yeah, sounds like yeah, it was like yeah. a, I mean, a loud smack. And I pulled my hand back and just screamed a four letter word as loud as I could. And as I quickly assessed the damage, I realized that the fist I was making did not feel like the fist I would have made just seconds before that. Oh, right. So, the, you know, so I grabbed, um, I, I grabbed a, whatever I could find a paper towel or something. I ran up the stairs. I was in my basement and, uh, grabbed a ball of paper towels, held my hand in a fist and, uh, screamed to call the ambulance. I cut my freaking finger off. And, um, and then I was then you know you have these weird moments when you get when you get hurt like that you sort of I, I had this like all right calm down are you going to be one of these dudes who freaks out because you've done something traumatic or are you going to be very calm I'm like I'm going to be very calm about this yeah so I'm hanging out just you know waiting around looking around I realize the saw's still going I'm just sort of walking around pacing in the kitchen thinking all right just waiting on what am I waiting on I don't know what I'm waiting on so I went outside saw still going flag down a lady in a minivan who was driving her daughter home from the pool. Um, and uh, I, I waved her down the middle of the road. I said, and by then I had this big, you know, like a, like a hand towel. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I just cut my finger off. I just need a ride to the hospital. And I got in her minivan. She's like, it had an automatic yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the automatic door slides open and I get in the back and I look over and there's her daughter there with like swimming stuff on and I'm a mess, you know, cause by then the sweat, sweat had yeah. hit, you know, it was like summertime and then the shock. And I just was, it just was like a fountain. So I, she drives me all the way to Riverside and, uh, I get there and they somehow I like, they pushed me in on a wheelchair or something. And I just remember this lady yakking and, you know, it was the emergency room on a Saturday. So it's like, this this woman's there yakking, 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 yakking. They pushed me up sort of next to her, and she just looked down at me like, you ain't going next. And I just looked at her, and I said, I just cut my fucking finger off. I'm next. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, they took my wheelchair, took me around to the back, and then, you know, it, it was all. The they, then they assessed the damage. And it, it just basically cut the tip off. But by then, you know, it, yeah, it was, it was it started to be that dog. It probably ache. looks really bad though. I never looked at it. Uh, um, I never did look down at it to see what it was, but what they did is it sort of, it sort of shredded the tip. So if, it, if anybody knows woodworking, there's something called a dado, which is like you plow out a, a channel of wood. And basically what happened is I stuck my finger in and yanked it out and it just shredded the, the mm. skin and the bone and the bone was sort of cracked. Oof. So in order to find enough skin, so to speak, to m mend it, no, they got out there, they got out the wire dikes and, uh, they started, <laughs> it's like, I'm hearing this. I wasn't looking, but I'm hearing this clipping. They're clipping the bone off to, to shorten it a little bit more so they could give me, uh, so they, skin could grow over so it. So they could, so yeah, you can sort of see here. They took the skin and then they had to flap it over and sewed it up. So like what I'm pointing out on top there would be my fingerprint. And uh, that would have been on the bottom before. So even to this day, if I touch up here, it feels like it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit weird. Um, but by then I was, you know, they'd, I was numb by then. They, they'd hit me with a, with the needle and the light of finger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not the only person I've seen to get their finger cut. My, my younger brother got his finger cut. How'd he do it? Uh, <clears throat> well, my, my older sister told him that when we were younger, he was probably about 10, and told him that, hey, if you put your finger down on the ground, and we have one of those old lawnmowers with no, you know, with no motor, that if, if she runs over top of it, it's going to grow back like a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and he put it down there. You're uh, talking one of the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, no. And, like, and all you heard was... Ah. <laughs> and it was, it was come down by the, by the knuckle. They put it back like, on? And they put it back on, and then now he can't point straight. Everything is like a, is like a thirty degree angle. Like if he tries to point, at he's it, got a hook. Yeah, yeah. It's like hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, so he tried to be a crossing guard. I've got it. Always make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like getting kids to walk in the middle of the street. I got a finger like that. I can't straight. That's as straight as I can make that one. And I can make that one really bad too. Uh, what'd you do to there? Uh, just an old, I used to play a lot of basketball and basketball injury. I, I, I just thought I jammed my finger and a doctor later told me, no, you clearly broke your finger and then you wrapped tape around it and kept playing for months and months and months <laughs> and it healed incorrectly. So now I have this double jointed. That's sort of cool though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many people that have injuries like that. Like I remember playing intramural football in college and, uh, it was like, there's the old, if you jammed your finger or something, you know, then your buddy will just pull it out. Yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. that happened. Somebody uh, jammed their finger, and, and then my other one says, oh, I'll take care of that, and pulls it out. Well, it just exploded. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a broken finger, and it just turned into this sausage. Oh. And to this day, we still call that guy sausage finger. <laughs>
And then he was like, pull it out. So they take him to the hospital. They come back and they got this like wire contraption all over his hand, holding it in like five different places. And they, they, you know, they say, you're going to be fine. Just, you know, no, don't, don't get it wet because it'll get infected. You've got metal sticking out of your hand. You can't get it wet. Well, he was a swim coach and, and sort of maybe didn't take that advice too seriously. So sure enough, it got infected, and like three surgeries later, his sausage is barely usable. Oh, jeez. I played with him. He played guitar. He was in a band with me. I was like, well, I mean, we're going to change what you play now, man. <laughs> it's like that's going to change your that's going to change your skill set. We're going to have to do something a little bit different there. But uh, yeah, all right. I don't know how we got off on all that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Kenny's looking over at me, and he's like, "This. What did you bring me into, Jared?" <laughs> He's like, this is this is the weirdest. This, this is, is lawyer a, talk here. This is an important. Uh, There's this tool time here with, with Stephen Palmer. This is a oh, 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 oh. <laughs> very important podcast. <laughs> Lots of stuff happening here, but yeah, domestic violence on the Blitz. That's uh, pretty common. Landlord tenant. Landlord tenant. They need to, that guy's probably missing a few fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not keeping up on the maintenance there. I've heard of uh, like the trailer parks. There'll, there'll be somebody, and their their business is basically they own the trailer park, and then they buy the trailers, and then they sell them to the people on land sale contract. They always default, and then they take them back, rehab them, and just keep doing it over and over. I mean, it's a racket. It's a racket. Like I ride by Westerville Estates. Oh yeah, over there on Fancher Road. Yeah, on Fancher Road. There, yeah. it's it's such a great name, right? Oh, I live in Westerville Estates. But whenever, and some of those trailers look all right, but I'm going to have to tell you, brother. There's some that aren't so good. Oh, man. Now, when there I was in high school, some. there was a lot of night. That was decent when yeah, I was but, back in high school. Yeah, I don't know what's happened like, to it. that was like, you know, 50 years ago. Well, I mean. But isn't it like, is it like a single wide and a double wide, right, for trailers? Yeah, most on the parks, though, are singles. There's not really, parks you don't. Think they're, yeah, they take the doubles and they put them on the, blocks uh, in your yard. Yeah, yeah or on like pieces of property. Yeah. 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 It's like two pieces, like literally you can see them, they, they the seam in the middle. Yep. Yeah. And they put it together. I always thought that I was like, you know what I'd like to have is if I had my own trailer park, this is like the one five hundred million dollars, right? <laughs> but but each trailer would be something different. Like one trailer would be like the kitchen, right? And then another one would be like the media room, you know, like a movie center, right? And then another that way you know you just go to different trailers. Like Wait, one whole trailer is the bedroom. That's more, that sounds like a campground. Yeah. Pretty much. Don't get him talk about camping. <laughs> Are you no, listen. There's there are no buildings in in camp. There's no buildings at camp. Well, no, we just got an argument. I said a true. When I used to go to camp, we didn't have like a building we went into. We slept in like tents, these huge tents, and then we went. It was camping. We went right. To a camp, and they're saying, "Well, you know, we had buildings. We had AC. We didn't have that. That's not real camping. You didn't go to a camp." Yeah, that I wasn't involved. I never went. To, I never went to, to me, the camp. Neither of those things is camp or camping. It's camp, and then there's camping. Yeah. So camping, you hike out somewhere, you pack in with whatever you got, and you pitch a tent, and you spend a night. That's camping. And yeah. then there's camp, where you're, like you're talking about, you have organized activities, you go to camp for a week or whatever you do, and they some of them have like Quonset huts or whatever, and some maybe just tents. Sounds like you had a tent experience. I never had yeah. that. Yeah, tents. And then they had to build the tents. You put, put them together. So is it, it's not camping if, like, you have one of these big RVs and AC and computer games and all that stuff. That's RVing. That's, mm -hmm. Yes, that is RVing. <laughs> now that, that's mm -hmm. recreational vehicle time. I, I watch. <laughs> that's right. I'm obsessed with watching these YouTube videos of these guys that, like, deck their vans out and then just, like, drive across country sleeping in them. Yeah. yeah. That's called vanning. <laughs> no, <it's> vanning. <laughs> 
It's called homeless. <laughs> they got some. They got some. Some of the state of the art crap in there, man. Well, those tiny houses. They're pulling now. Their houses on the trip. It's like I. I've thought about that. You know, you just sort of say to hell with this. Yeah, just just get, I would. get a truck and a tr- see if, if you can I, buy I mean, a I got a wife and kids, so you know we got the house, and I love my family. But if if I was alone, I'd totally. I'm I'm not gonna buy for a big house. Yeah, I would. No, I, I would, when, I when would, we lived yeah. in Missouri before we had the resort, uh, my father was working in the the oil business. He was a helicopter pilot, so he would work seven days and be off seven days. And when we were out of school, we had an RV, like a you know, I mean, twenty seven foot prowler travel trailer. And we'd go throughout the South, and then we'd park at a campground if Dad had to go to work for the week. And then me, Mom, brother, and sister would stay at the campground. Dad would go to work for a week. Then he'd come back, and we'd hitch up and go to Florida or to Mississippi to Alabama, all the way through Louisiana, down to New Orleans. 1984, went to the World's Fair in New Orleans. That was crazy. Really? And, uh, but so, so that was your summers? So that was my, our summers were, you know I mean, like— Whenever dad was off for that week, then we would travel and go see historic sites and all this and that and the other. And then whenever he'd go to work, we'd just be at a at a, a trailer park. You know, I mean, well, at a campground where there were tents, but then there yeah. were also RVs. And that was That's neat. kind of a cool childhood. It, it was really cool you because know? you got to meet people from all over the country. You know what I mean? You got to meet people from different regions. And then, you know, you'd meet your neighbors or people that were staying there for a week or something. And, and sometimes, too, we'd meet up with some of my family friends at a campground in an area where they'd have three there. But you get to eat different food. And that was really when my eyes opened up to, to Creole cooking and, and, and food like that. And it was like, this is amazing food that these, you know, that these asses are cooking yeah people don't do that much anymore now it's like go to disney for a week or or you know people just go to the beach and hang out they don't uh it's a different experience yeah kenny has this guy cooked for you before yeah yeah one time you came over to my house yeah, yeah but, but not much we had some tenderloin and some of that chicken and dude, dude the guy can oh my yeah, goodness man yeah well, you got i've had some up. of my favorite things i've had is from you i mean stuff you brought me Man, I used to come in here all the time when I had my restaurant, bro. I, I hooked these oh, guys dude. up all kinds of food, man. But then again, they were defending me, and I was really just trying to grease the palms. You know right. what I mean? It worked. <laughs> I was like, like, like me, like me. If Some I go that, to jail, I can't cook for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> and once in a while, you'd slip that in. You know, it's like, oh, oh you know, if I, you know, <laughs> be a shame. I, I, I hope I can shame. do this in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was good. So and people are snaking their way in from upstairs and stuff. They're like, oh, is that is that guy, uh, Jared guy coming? No, that was how I started it, Kenny, with him. Though I, I hit him up, you know, whenever I, we really didn't know each other. And I was like, hey, I said, uh, I had a meeting here once. I said, how many people do you have there? And he's like, why? I was like, I'm going to bring in lunch. Oh, you don't have to do that. I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And that brought it in. And then I could get more meetings, you know, because there, any, then it was game on. Yeah, you know, people from upstairs. Coming. You know, people. I mean, you know, there are people flooding in. I got to, I got to network beyond belief. So if you can imagine with, with this, attorneys, I mean, look. It, generally, the the folks I would represent are good people. I I think that all the time. But most of them aren't going to bring lunch with them when they come down for a meeting. You know, and and it's not that we our office and our staff and the other tenants in the building were accustomed to that. So it was a little bit odd. You'd show up with, I'd, I'd say, but hey, I Jared's brought a coming spread. down. spread. I would have three or four right. sides. I'd have two different proteins. I'd have turkey and beef tenderloin. We got gumbo, and then we did the meat pies there in Boudin. And, so that was planned. And, uh, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, it worked. He, he definitely <laughs> kept his stomachs full. And, I think what was great is you'd taste something, and it'd be delicious. It'd be great. And then Jared would, like, pull something out of his pocket, like, hey, you ever tried this tiger sauce? 
Put a little pulls. tiger, put a little tiger sauce on that, or I eat a sandwich, and it'd be like, you see, you see these pickles, you see, these, put the pickles on it, man. And I'm like, I don't know, I mean, I like pickles a lot, but I just yeah, like yeah. the meat. And you put them on, it's just like, oh man, it just works. Well, those are, those were my pickles. Those were yeah. the pickles that I made. Yeah, yeah, that was all good stuff. So you got you cooking this weekend? Oh for man, yeah, this, uh, yeah. We got um, we invited you over. I know you got a million billion things. It's also your wife's birthday. Free meal. Kenny, so Kenny's welcome come by. I mean, I think the for, we're gonna have multiple nights. But I don't first, think that's gonna be the sales. Wait, so you're throwing the, a party during the virus, the pandemic? It's, it's over, over, Jeff. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, it's not over. They uh, believe call it's it over. call it a gathering. It's yeah, it is. Well, that's why we have to do multiple nights so that we because we're not throwing a big party like we have before. So it's like some people couldn't make it on this day, and, and so it kind of worked out. So it was like, okay, we got some people here, invite them here, and it's, it, like I invited Dan, but he says he's gonna be out of town. I said, well, then come over the next night because we got Dwayne Napper, which the Corona we were working on his album, you know, yeah, and, so we and, never and did finish Town, it. yeah, we got Corona, we, which, which we're gonna get back into it. He's coming up here. He's going to talk with Freddie. I think I invited Freddie to come over. Good. Um, so yeah, first night, bro. We got a beef tenderloin, pork tenderloin. I got, I got some brocks and the dogs. Uh, well, for one, Flag Day's uh, Sunday. We can start with Flag I Day. I forgot dude. about the Flag. I mean, but we're starting before Flag Day, going on Saturday, and then we got so we got Saturday pre-Flag Day, Sunday Flag Day. <laughs> Monday, my birthday. Monday's my birthday, and also Steve's bride's birthday, and then uh, then the sixteenth is Dwayne's birthday, and yeah, well, yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, Dwayne's Dwayne's birthday though. See, we've always celebrated like because mine's you know I mean from one to another, and then we always added in Flag Day because you start with Flag Day, then you get to my birthday, and then you get to Dwayne's birthday. And back in the day, you know, when he was running around here and playing in the bands in town and stuff, we would just make it a, a whole fiesta. We did it last year. It was a great time. Except for, you know, I'm a little upset is that I planted grass in the yard. And last year, we were able to take go-karts and doing donuts yeah, and shredding we it. we had a blast doing that. Now i got to make a path so that uh, we can, because I'm still going to do it, but Shorty would be upset if I shredded this new grass that we just put down. like a speed limit in. Yeah, be a little spilling. We have traffic but then again, we could always, you know, in the evening, sunset, pack up some carts, depending on uh, where the mood is, and just drive it down the road to the track. We could do and that. hit the track. The tracks, uh, track West Niles, cranking it, bro. So so far, I'm thinking how I'm going to sell this to my wife. Let's see. We're going to go over to Jared's for a free meal on your birthday. He only listed meat, and she's a vegetarian. Oh no, 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 no! I was just, I was just listening. No, I've thought about your wife. Oh, I know, I know. I'm going to have roasted vegetables. And she, she's learned to she's learned to get along, you know. She can she can she can deal with it. Uh, and then we're trying to get our house packed up and move. Oh, I mean, I'll make her one of the barbecue cabbages. Damn, do you remember? Would, do you oh, remember those? Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't done one of those in a while, man. What you do is I take Phenomenal. the a head of, head of white cabbage, right? Cut the core out, and then you kind of break it up. It's good, you know, it's all you can do. You get the core out, break it up, and then take as much butter as you want. Take a, take, take, a, take a pound of butter, take a, take a couple of sticks, let it thaw out, get soft, and then I put in some conrico, and I put in some garlic, and then you put it into the, the, the which carved out, and you press it, with, you know what I mean? So you press it into the leaves, and then fill it up with your favorite barbecue sauce. Wrap it in foil, leave the top open, sweet smoke it. Oh, get the roll, 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 roll your sweet baby rays, which I've that got some at the dad's. house. If you come, oh yeah, ribs. I've got ribs going the first day too. Um, then you just kind of cut it into you know quarters, 
and you cook it towards kind of al dente. You had it. I brought it in here. Yeah, so I've I had, had it many had times. It. Yeah. Many times. Phenomenal. I mean, it, and then you can just you can almost eat like potato chips. You can almost eat it in pieces. Oh, it, it, it becomes it becomes like the, I was envisioning it being like almost uh, soft. No, no. Well, it would. Yeah. I mean, it would be semi, but you'd be able to cut it in quarter, you know quarters, so it, it would hold up. Okay. While I'm smoking it in the smoker. Until I, you feel it, until it's getting just the right texture, yeah. and then you cut up there. And, and we used to use run that at the barbecue and uh, for vegetarians, and they would love that. They would come in there and get cheesy potatoes, and they would get you know a Cabbage, wedge of that, yeah. which we will have cheesy potatoes as well. She'll like that. There. She'll yeah. like that. There's, there's no, there's oh, meat in the cheesy potatoes. Thought, though. Didn't no. there bacon in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was that was chicken cheddar bacon ranch macaroni salad. Bacon and everything. We can put bacon on it. We have we can have a side of bacon for you there. Well, listen, we're we're rambling on here, man. We got Kenny Mock in here. All right, so Kenny talk. Mock. Yeah, let's we're doing a lawyer Kenny, talk. Man. So t- let's get let's get lawyer. So talk what's going on, man? Did you get stuck on a boat? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we did for a little while. Norwegian, yeah. It, I mean, it was. I can I can just imagine the announcement. Did they get like, please be advised that the world is shut down <laughs> due to coronavirus and nobody is allowed to leave the boat. We're gonna float around here adrift at sea for weeks. I mean, on the ship, it's probably it's probably the same. Everyone had this whole stigma about the ships, but we were safer than anyone. Yeah, right, because yeah, there's nobody. Yeah, yeah, there's nobody out there. Maybe if somebody had it on the ship, but everyone was getting tested, so, you know. Oh, you got tested? Yeah, they tested. They tested every couple months anyway for everything. Oh, so, really? Yeah, Just, so, okay. Yeah, and so, I mean, as a staff, we're walking around. Only, only people could probably have some is, like, passengers that come on. But once it came out, it was the news was like, hey, there's the corona, and then everyone started freaking out, and then one person had a cough, and then it's all over on the ship. And every, we had to stay in our rooms. We had to stay there. So you were in, literally in your rooms. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay in your room. How'd they, how'd they feed you? Like you had to you come out for like an hour. You get to eat for an hour. And then so they cut entertainment. Rooms. So you were done. You were, you were not working. You were just in your room, quarantined up. I can't imagine. And you were doing about, See, what, did, three weeks a month? On on the cruise ships, dude. Yeah, he'd send that, pictures all the time, traveling the world, beautiful places, man, blue water. Do you, so you, do you like it? I mean, you like traveling like oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get. Paid. I think I get seasick. No, you wouldn't. You, I really? I mean, I get seasick. Me too. Okay, and oh, you can do it. Yeah, you just take the little. I mean, because Dramamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Take one pill, and then you're after you, you'll get used. to You it. take one every day? Um, Not now. Until I okay. got used to it, and then you, they say. Some older woman that's like 80 said, Look, well, look at the horizon. And she said, Once you keep staring at that all day, oh, said, then you can see. Yeah, it okay. everything. So it took me about a week, and then after that, I was fine just walking around. We were down here doing comedians on South High, and this is when it was first kind of sketching and breaking out. And Kenny was like, This, he's like, Listen, you have no idea how much they test the staff. Oh, man. You, if you sneeze the wrong way, they come out. Yeah. They do the up the nose thing? I don't know if it's up to the, well, yeah, they, well, even some poor, they, they may take a blood test, so they do everything. Wow. They have everything on the ship. And that's they, even before coronavirus, you're saying? Before, yeah, even, before. yeah. The, yeah the, so they're, they're tested. They come on, you have your, everything is medical. They basically have your medical cards and all that stuff. Yeah, they, they run through everything. They, they do surgery on the, on the ship. It is like a floating Petri dish. Everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got a jail on there, which I didn't know. They got a brig. Yeah. They <laughs> a jail. In case you get too I mean, crazy. you would need it. You know, you you showed me a picture of some a video of some people going crazy in a fight on the ship. Oh yeah, they. I don't know. You're the, people get drunk and just. Oh, oh. I never even thought about that. Like a, a good fist of cuffs at the at the cruise ship bar. And the thing is, like most of the, not to talk bad about the security on the ship, but they're tiny. They're 
Cold blue. And they were, Code like, blue. Yeah, and people are running out of the <laughs> door. They're really small people. And these big people are fighting. <laughs> and like, yeah. I mean, Jeez. I can't, yeah. What are you going to do about it? I mean, right, I right. I'm watching them. They're jumping up trying to grab Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what people want, but it's like, oh, my God. What does she have some fun? Yeah. yeah. They, they are fun. I, I mean, bet. Do you cruise at all? I've been on two cruises, maybe three. And they were, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I did this one a couple years ago, the Rock and Roll Legends Cruise. I have a friend who who was part of the security on that. So he hooked us up and we went on that and it was fun. I mean, I just saw everybody immediately go to the bar and start drinking. And then they didn't stop drinking until they left. It was just like a week of drinking. <laughs> they get the drink pack, which is ridiculously expensive, I guess. Yeah. So you have to decide how much you're really going to drink. And you can't, and my recollection is if you're going to drink and buy the package, you have to buy it for everybody in your room. So if there's two in your room, you have to buy two, or every adult in your room. So you have to buy two. So that's a lot of drinks. And they calculate it. They say, I got to at least drink six drinks a day. And most people can't drink six hard liquor drinks. Or yeah, you that'd be, that. I could have. I don't like hard liquor anyway. <laughs> in my days, well, you get beers or whatever. And then, I know, but I feel like the beer, because I'm kind of a craft beer guy. A lot of times on those ships, they're like. No, they had that. Corona. The, 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 some of those might have been premium. They might have had upsells on some of that stuff. I don't remember. Or maybe it was all you. I don't remember. Yeah, but it's expensive if you buy it by itself. Oh if yeah, yeah. If you're you're right. Yeah. So the the curves cross. You're gonna say, all right, I'm gonna have five drinks. Even if you do that every other day, you're still ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Buying the package. Yeah. It's been like fifteen dollars a drink. Yeah. Yeah. They well, make the C mine is like now kid related. So when I went to Disney, we had some package of something. A Disney cruise? No, 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 no. I didn't go on oh. Disney cruise. I just went to yeah, I just went to Disney, and it was like I would go like to the you know, they're swimming in the pool and I would go up and they're like, well, I got the package. Here's my wristband. They're like, oh no, you can't, you can't buy booze with that here. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I got this package oh, I'm paying man. for and it's like, like it's on the other I got side limited, of the I got limited locations that I can go to. So it ended up being like, like next, it's not even worth right. it. They, you like, need to go to the one at Space Mountain. That's the only yeah. one. And then you get there, there's a line. They funnel the degenerates over to like one corner. You guys have to wait in this long <laughs> yeah. line to get your watered down beverage. Yeah. Dad, it's. It, I mean, it's a. It's. It's a. It was fun. The kids loved it, but it, it's definitely a racket. I mean, yeah, the kids loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course they're gonna love it. I mean, that's well. It. The funny thing is, they I started suck noticing the kids too. In to like, get to your wallet. I started noticing too. It's like eight bucks a, for a twelve ounce bottle of water, and they have. But they have water fountains. They do have water fountains. They're just very. They're 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 strategically placed. Like, is there a water fountain right here? Yeah, it's six miles in that direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or you can have yeah. this frosty water yeah, for twelve dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they let you bring in. I was surprised. They let I went to Disney and they let you bring in uh, your own food. You can right. bring. I didn't do that. You I picnic. Do. I'm too damn cheap and. Well, you did. I would definitely bring in a cooler. I brought a cooler every day of sandwiches, oranges, apples. Well, see, drink. we had some package, so we could. It was paid for, but then you'd always have stuff mixed in, like. You know, one, two, three combo is free. And like, that, oh, that bacon cheeseburger, I'm going to have number four. And like, oh, that one, two, and three is on your plan. But you want the bacon, it's going to be an upcharge. <laughs> Give me the bigger plan. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what we're talking about on beverages and drinks, I was talking with Steve the other day. And uh, with the restaurants and the Cronas and the shutdowns and everything we've had, 
people will be like, well, you know, they still got carry out. And it's like, whenever you cut out soft drinks and iced tea, your food cost has changed dramatically. I bet. I can okay, see, yeah. because that right there is what keeps you afloat, is the fact that they come in and they get the fountain $1. Coke. $1.50. Or, you mean, $1.60. Yeah. Some places are like $2, two thirty-eight. That right there is what makes it to where they can buy the better meat. You know, that right there. So whenever they're just doing carryout, well, they lost the iced tea sales. They lost the the, the soda pop. And then you get to the ones that has liquor and, 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 and beer. You know what I mean? Because there's profit right. in draft beer and there's even more profit in, in liquor. Right. So whenever you take those components out of a restaurant, the things that made them serve, those were the surviving things, right. you know. Uh, when, you know, when we had the restaurant, I didn't have a pop machine right at the beginning. We just had bottled pops and cans and stuff. And uh, trust me, when we put in a fountain machine, overnight, overnight did it make it a lot easier for us to run our numbers down, to labor down to everything with what we were able to do with that. Changes yeah. your food costs. And as we can all just talked about it, that's where they were making their money. And then the package is there and selling the bottle of water, hiding the... The, oh, the yeah. fountains. Yeah, yeah. It's all ice anyway. They, they fill your cup up with 90% ice and they want to put something yeah. on top of it. I'm yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. So that's, the, you know, that. Well, now you can do the, you can have the drinks, but then you're limited there too. Yeah, you're limited So you can two, only get two margaritas and now so get two. Where they used to well, be. how many people, put, well, you know, in a, not, a, not at Disney, but you uh, know, like the restaurants around here, you can, they, carry you can get a carry out margarita oh, because wow. of what's going on with the quarantine. So, but it'll be, you know, two. Only so two and you a lot can't of these places. Well, how putting, many times you walk in a restaurant and somebody drink more than two margaritas? I don't know. I mean, are you asking what I would have done? No, no, no. I'm just saying in general when you're limiting that, where normally people would walk in and but if you have, yeah, right. So they get a picture. I'll have another picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe not everybody does a shot, but maybe one guy sitting at the table, he'll do a shot when you guys are having the drink and the shot. Right. And then you know, I mean, you get the people that are like this. Yeah, I like a tea and. Yeah, the, you know I mean they'll they'll double down. You know, you know I mean they'll get they'll get a, a tea or a soft. I drink got my wife one the other day, and they gave me a glass bottle. That's what I was going to get into. So think about that. They used the to cost be able, of that. Yeah, the cost. I put hot sauce. And I was like, I'm keeping that. No, I've seen a lot of these neat glass bottles. <laughs> Seriously, I was people, like, I'm not throwing that people away. People been wax dipping tops. You know what I mean? And yeah. Stuff. So then think about it. There, when you walked in the restaurant, they put it in a glass. And then they took the glass, and then they washed the glass. Right now, they've got to buy a glass to give to you. Well, see, the, uh, some of the places do plastic cups and put a lid on it. I just didn't understand why it was local cantina that did the. It was cool. Morgan was like, "So they forgot my margarita." I'm like, "No, it's in this sweet bottle right here." I'm going to talk about them again. Ghost Riders. Uh, they uh, they, they were the doing same? neat bottles. and They yeah. would have different concoctions and things going through. And they had some where they'd give you the mixer in a bottle and the booze would be. It was like there, and you just pour it over ice. You can mix it. And it, each like night, they would have like kind of a different one. And we went to Rachel. Well, I forget where she. She ordered food once. It was Mexican food, and it came in. Uh, she ordered two margaritas or one margarita, and it came in two. I guess what you would normally think of like sauce containers, <laughs> like the styrofoam like soup cups, like the, with the, <laughs> the top eight on, ounce, the kind of styrofoam that sits inside. You know, it's not well, not the plastic top, but no. the kind that sits inside. Don't let anybody know what you're drinking. And I was like, she she was dumping it, and I was like, what is that? And she goes, well, that's my margarita. Oh my god! It was it was didn't look good to me that way. It just didn't. What well, the package was bad. Yeah, you don't have the salted rim. You don't. Just, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's just, just a bad I'll package. The salted rim. I, that's well, what I did. not when you get it when you, to go. No, when yeah. I got home, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not an animal here. Limes? <laughs> did you have a lime? <laughs> <laughs> I, I threw some sea salt on a plate and and did it for my wife and said, "Here you go," just like at a restaurant. Have you guys noticed? Did I'm that thinking the, about all the little details. Have you been getting a lot of carryout? You guys been doing carryout? I mean, we do ordering. 
Yeah. You don't. We do, we do it every now and then. Have you noticed that the packages have gotten nicer? Have you seen more of like plastic, like the hard plastic <laughs> like stuff that you're like, I want to save this? I mean, I didn't notice the, the glass, but I don't know if pa packaging, I don't know. What, just, what what what's the reasoning behind that? Oh, it's a conspiracy theory that I have there. No, no, really. It involves, like, involves petroleum. Do they think this is no, going to be like they're well, well, this, right, right. going to be indefinite? So they're trying to make it a well, little nicer. Right now, it's very difficult to get the inexpensive product uh, produced. So a lot of stores that would just use the styrofoam containers or something like that are being pushed into buying the more expensive, harder plastic lid snap on kind of product because. Their product that they would want, they can't get it. Oh, you know, everybody's doing carry out, no, no, no. But a big theory on that as well is that uh, right now the petroleum companies is in a little bit of a crisis. And uh, so what's what, what's plastic made out of? Petroleum. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like I say, it's just a theory, but I've, I talk to people in the restaurant industry down to people that sell at Costco's and, you know, I mean, not just restaurant owners. And everybody's finding it very weird that they can't get the inexpensive to-go packages now out of stock. He's like, everybody has to buy the more expensive, harder plastic. And you turn plastic. it over where it says, like, microwave and uh, dishwasher safe, and you're like, why would I throw that away? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Do you find yourself buying more stuff online, though, now? We've always, I, we've always done, before the pandemic, we a lot of times did the curbside pickup mm -hmm. at the store where you set it up at like 6 p.m. It's like, it's like two that's, bucks. That's no good. It save's money. I it, I mean, I am a firm believer it saves money. Sure, because you're buying less. You're not picking well, up Well, you're only snacks. picking up what you're yeah, pick, picking you it out ahead of time. It would cost me more because I am discriminate about shopping. And I just don't think I could be as discriminate online as I could looking at this one versus this one. Like how many ounces in this? And I have to stare at it. It's like, all right, I'm getting eight ounces here for this much money. I'm getting 12 over here for this much money. I do some quick math. I do it with peanuts all the time. He is very frugal with his purchases. You're uh, a very frugal man. I, I've seen I've seen you buy things. It's it's nauseating. And then I've seen you get mad when it doesn't work because you bought the cheap one. Yeah. No, that happens too. That happens too. <laughs> Imbalance is probably a net loss. It's probably a net we, loss. I feel like the bills are my drastically crazy. different. If I go and shop and maybe I got my headphones in or you know, sometimes it's a, you know, it's a break, you know, where you take some time to yourself and you pick the stuff. My bills are way higher if I, if I do that versus online. Cause I, I know, all right, kids need strawberries. I need meat. I need this, this, da, 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 da. And it, that's all I pick. I think the thing, the only thing that's troubling about it is they're picking it out for you. So if you get like a salad or a head of lettuce or lemons or apples, yeah, I want they're the best picking one. it out for you. So sometimes I'm getting them, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'd have found you didn't a give the attention that I would have given to bottom this of the pick. old barrel on yeah, this apple. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They give you the option they have generic or a name brand too, right? Oh, it's everything's mostly everything's on there. So, so like, in theory, I could go and do what I if do. If you online. type in apples, there are going to be seventeen different apples that come up, and you pick which one you want. Yeah. Now, yeah, right yeah. now, from vegetables to protein in stores, they have higher quality available, uh, and that's just because restaurants aren't buying as much. Um, we don't have a supply problem. We have a purchasing problem. You know, they're not moving as much product. So if you go into Kroger's, you will find now better chicken, bigger, you know, I mean, six ten. Dude, this and happens. Packages. So my neighbor comes back. He's like, man, you got to see what I found at Giant Eagle. And it's, you know, Wahlberg, Wahlburgers or whatever, Mark Wahlberg's cheeseburger yep. place. They have the, the brisket uh, beef chuck yep. uh, wow. made there from Wahlburgers. Because they, they've already purchased and allocated so much. Dude, he's sitting on his, his porch just so proud. He's like, oh, man, this is so good. Threw it on his grill. 
It's like I've never seen that before. Like I I'm actually, sure they have it. I out actually, for everyone, I actually but, bought them. Yeah, the, the yeah. Wahlburgers. Shorty, I didn't. Shorty did. She brought them. They were they were good. We grilled them up. And but is there see, a Wahlburgers here in Columbus? Well, there was supposed to be. I don't know if it's open He's yet. Got that there's, dealership. There, well, there's French, and they just bought Jack Maxons too. I think it is uh, five hundred thousand liquid cash to get a Wahlburgers. What you need. Five hundred thousand cash. Yes, that's that. And that's what it was. Probably five hundred thousand cash. I'm not going. It gets you the franchise. It's by a cheeseburger. You the, <laughs> so you're not it's going to them. Probably really lucrative, but you're not going to them and borrowing five hundred thousand. No, you are going to them with five hundred thousand. With five hundred thousand plus whatever the regular fees are. Mm -hmm. So but, I got to pay to make money. Yeah, I, yeah. I I knew a guy that was looking into it. And I saw that, I was like, that's insane, man. I was like, you can buy five Subways for that. What, what's a McDonald's, I wonder? Uh, and I don't, I think McDonald's is like 250 to 300. Yeah, I thought that, I looked it up. That's still a pretty good number. That's, but I mean, how many times have you seen a McDonald's go out of business? I don't know. Once or twice, Well, you maybe. probably wouldn't see it. You would they just crank at that place. You, it would be a change of ownership because one guy ran into the ground while right, the other didn't. Right. You yes. know, it's probably more like yeah. that. And they turn into like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. It, it, it's not everybody. It's not so easy to run a business. I mean, I imagine the margins on some of those places are pretty thin. You got you got to optimize everything. Speaking of barbershops, I saw I saw you didn't have a hat on the other day, and I was like, man, you let your hair go. It's over, man. It's not. They think <laughs> no. The, the beard came oh, in. Minute. Man, he used to have this this best hair, man. And then I seen him come yeah. in one day, and it was like. What happened to you? Dude, you I ran into your city. Your dude, sister you showed up with that up. mower, and she, yeah. <laughs> that's how she, she gave my haircut <laughs> with it. He's like, I cut that, man. Uh, I was like, all right, let's do it. I have this big afro now. It's like a member of the Jackson 5 now. So it's like, yeah, it's big. So I wear a hat. You got the hat? Yeah. Do you normally keep it really short? <clears throat> yeah, He's always. usually tight. Yeah. Yeah. You were always, every time he came in, it was tight. The lines were right there. I was like, man, he must go to his barber twice once, a week. Once a week. Once a week. Oh, really? I, I, go oh, once a week? Okay. No, no. I can't imagine. I hate going to barbershop. I hate it. I hate getting my hair cut. Oh, I hate man, it. I like to talk. And, and the only thing that's good about this now is that I can cut my own hair. You and figured out you can cut your hair, so you're like, I figured I, I can cut my hair. Is it, a great, is it better than the barbershop? Probably not. Yeah, see? But it's good enough. Well, when, when I was when I was in my twenties, I got my hair my hair cut once a week. When does my stylist once a she, week? Once a week, I go there. Smiles. Yeah, man. Hey, man. I was I was you know I mean I was working the country club. You got to look good in there, and and then I was you know working the, you know the the meat markets. I got to look good there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> See, I had a buddy that gets his hair cut like once a month, but he's got a barber that like five bucks will like tighten up his beard. Well, well, just for in, the beard in, in, in between. He can just come in and get like a get his beard sharpened up, and it's like five bucks. Kind of like Jiffy Lube. They fill up your leg with that. I yeah. sharpen my just, beard yeah. periodically. You know what I do? I get out the clippers, and I just cut it off. I know, man, but if you got somebody that knows what they're doing with their beard, you notice the difference. I mean, it, oh, dude, they can do oh, some man. good stuff. I remember one time Kenny called me out on a comedian show there. Uh, I had my burns were one was thick. <laughs> One was thin. He's doing the home job. Yeah, one that was touching the chin up and one back here by his cheekbone. I said, what in the world? We're in the middle of the show. He's like, I got to take a break, Jerry. Jerry's like, what happened to your face? That's that guy that's spending the weekend barbecuing cauliflower and stuff like that. He's not worried about his face. No, what that was is like, depending on the night before, 
because some mornings when I don't open my eyes all the way when I'm shaving and I'm just kind of squinting in the mirror because I'm still asleep, that's when you make the See, mistake. See, when I get a beard like that, I can do it by feel. I don't need to. I can feel where the razor stops on the on the right. on the main patch. No, of hair. he yeah. can't. He just thinks he can. It's like he's cutting his own it's hair. hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, I cut my own hair. I went down to court. Clare Claremont <laughs> County was open in the middle of COVID. I go down there and my client looks at me. And goes, "How do you get a haircut?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, man, I did it myself. And he looks at his wife. He goes, see, I'm going to get my own. And I said, do it, man. Just I'm sure 20 bucks at Walgreens. I'm or sure Walmart. they're all nice and tight in Claremont County. Oh, yeah. You got sharp haircuts oh, there. They, don't, they didn't care about the virus <laughs> down in Claremont County. They didn't care about it there. But there was that was no, the difference, right? You got some courts that you go to that don't care. And that's some what's that so weird right now. That's what's so weird. I mean, some of know? them are building phone booths around you, while others just say, look, if you want to wear I mean, a mask, I try. You I wear a mask. I don't know, man. I mean, I try. I've, I've seen you guys freaking out because everything gets continued, 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 and not even on your end. It's Normally, it's the opposite. Normally, it's you guys always continuing. It. Usually, I want to continue everything <laughs> because I, we get so stacked up that we just don't feel like dealing with it or we can't deal with it or 10 different places. Now, we can't even get anything resolved. Courts just aren't. I was hoping by the end of June, we could have sort of the uh, the old done. There are some. I mean, I was in Madison County the other day. They don't, they don't, I mean. Yeah, that's not going to be. You know, all. you go into these places, you know, certain places, like, for instance, Frank County here, you got to wear a mask. And if you come walking in with a kid that doesn't have one, they give you one. Like, they oh. have boxes of them. But then you go to, I drive 20 minutes to Madison County, London. It's like 20, 30 minutes away. They don't have a sign that says COVID-19. They don't have X's. They don't have, I mean, you're sitting in the courtroom, elbow to elbow, waiting for your case to be called. They don't, they don't care. And it's been that way since the beginning. Yeah. 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 In lots of courts. And I, I, I never understood that. And like, they will give you, if you say, hey, I need to continue this for COVID, they would hand them out during the quarantine all the time. But if, if you didn't care and you want to just go deal with your pretrial, they'll just, the judge takes the bench every day. They would Here do it. Go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, there was that story in New York City where that judge was sort of, uh, it was a she, I think. Maybe it was a he. I can't remember. Uh, but I think it was a she. No, she was in Cleveland. There was a judge in Cleveland who was being sort of draconian about it and and not, you know, we're doing court. We don't making care. Making people go. Making people and go and yeah. That didn't matter. But the one in New York I was thinking about ended up dying, uh, like in this ironic fashion of coronavirus. Oh, he they got he got it and died? That's what they say. But I don't know, you know, now that, but who knows? But that that was the story. At See, the that's time. the scary thing is you hear you hear these random stories about somebody getting it and then but was know, he healthy die, person. Yeah, I mean, he, no, he was older and heavy, and I, you know that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest correlations now is, is your weight. So people who are overweight are more prone to die from or get sick and die. Do you know anybody with COVID? Have you known anyone with that? Yeah, I have not. I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, but no symptoms. Oh. Yeah, my buddy, my accountant. The day, the Sunday that Wait a minute, uh, he wasn't tested, uh, no, like confirmed on. test of COVID. He wasn't tested, but here's what happened. Um, there was a day, Jared, we were at uh, Ghost Riders. <laughs> it was at Ghost Riders. Dude, they're skeptical hippo eyes. The last day, the last day of restauranting. So Jared and our, our gals, we went out to restaurant and uh, my buddy Glenn went out to a restaurant with his family and his friend's family. And they all sort of the last hurrah. Sorry, you know, we're going down with the ship. Corona's here. We're all going to shut it down. It's like prohibition. Yeah, it's like yeah. prohibition. We can't do anything after this. And um, he said at the time he had he had been fighting this cough and a, uh, cold symptoms for a while. And his buddy, the same thing, had fought a cough and cold symptoms. Like two days later, he gets a call from his buddy. And this is after they had all shared food. They had all had hugs. They had all, you know, there was no distancing at all. Um 
He says, Buddy called and said, oh, by the way, there was a, a case in my building at work, in my, in my office. So everybody got tested. I'm positive for coronavirus. And, you know, he never got any sicker than what he was, but he was positive at the time that, uh, that of that dinner. And Glenn thinks he was too, just because he had sort of the same kind yeah. of thing. And, and if you believe that it's, it, it can travel on its own to mysterious places and infect others, then certainly he would have been contaminated, but that's the only people I know that have ever had. Oh. Yeah. My 90 something year old grandfather tested positive for it and then they uh he never had any symptoms and they said oh we think it was a false positive and they said like, no fault you're oh, not freaking dead, false positive yeah freaking great yeah and then we had another friend that positive. was positive um and she uh, the only thing symptom she had was uh the taste and smell she's like i could do a shot of it don't bother me at all i don't smell anything i can't taste anything for like a week yep that might be good for somebody with like bo <laughs> 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 Or if you had yeah. BO, it might be bad because then you would never know. You just can't smell yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I, mean, I don't know, man. I, I don't, now the World I don't Health know. Organization, a very reliable group, it seems, <laughs> has come out and said, if you're asymptomatic, you're not really contagious. It's like, where did that 180-degree hairpin turn happen? You know, it's like, this is... When uh, they also said, hey, remember how we said stays on stainless steel for days? It doesn't. It doesn't. It no, doesn't, that, that no. changed too. It's, that changed too. It, it's just very ironic that in the middle or when they were first shutting everything down, it had to be so bad to make people stay home that not even a mask would help you. You shouldn't wear a mask. It's not going to help. Please don't go out and wear masks. This is our conclusion. And then when they were trying to open up and let everybody back out, masks are now essential. I mean, these are just facts. Yeah. I mean, these are just the yeah. facts as I know it. Now, I'm not aware of any studies or technology that would have changed that assessment. Maybe there are. Maybe they say, well, now we know that this is better for this reason. But, the, you know, it was, a, it was a total flip. And it just happens to be that when you wanted people to stay home and not even a mask would be good enough to let you go out. Yeah, sorry. We don't. See, that's what I said. I'm not a scientist, but I think it was worse than what they were making it to be. I don't, I don't know. You think it is worse or yeah, not I as bad? It's like more like a tag. Oh, that's the perception you yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that it have any, yeah. I, I that, uh, yeah. I mean, do I try. Have, do you have to wear it at work? Yeah, yeah. I have to wear it. I mean, I work at UPS, so now I pick that job back up because the whole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I had a mask on at court the other day. And I almost get, I get claustrophobic. I put that thing on and it is horrible. I just started to sweat. Like, I, I mean, literally I was sweating, standing to wait and talk to the judge with a prosecutor who was also wearing a mask. And it just started to, I just started to sweat. And as soon as I pulled my mask down, it stopped. Was he sweating too? He was not. He was not. He was apparently accustomed to the mask. There's, uh, I was talking to some <clears throat> So if folks. I were like a superhero, like Batman, I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, maybe I could just over my eyes. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I could do Robin. <laughs> I was talking to some folks out in uh, Madison County the other day. They're having a jury trial Monday in common police court. And the rule is everybody wears masks, but the person talking, once they get to the location, they're going to ask their questions, takes their mask off, and the witness has got to take their mask, mask off. Well, that's good. So See, then, yeah. when you're trying a case, there's a lot of – people don't realize how much communication Well, can you happens. imagine doing stand-up with everybody has mask on? Oh, man. Because you, you vibe off them, I would right. assume. You know what I mean? So it's and like. How much of your face? I mean, you probably use your mouth, your facial expressions. Yeah. All, yeah. yeah. Very animated. Very. Yeah. Yeah. 
and some of the best comedians I've ever seen are like, like they have a certain look or something you know. Like when you're supposed to laugh or they're, they're like disbelief, whatever it is, they've got a look that's their thing. Yeah, can- it, would, it would bother me to, for people to laugh behind the mask. All that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> I wear a mask and laugh. It would be very ineffective in a courtroom to have a mask on, and it'd be more ineffective to have a witness with a mask on. I mean, the only thing we we debate about the mask, but it's like if I'm coughing or I sneeze and I like go like this, I mean, obviously something's coming out, right. headed towards him. So if I have a mask on, it prevents that. I mean, that to me is just it doesn't take a rocket science to. I, do I, that. I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, if you're going to sneeze, maybe you're going to go into your sleeve or something. You know, you're not going to. You're just going to go into right your out. mask that you later it, touch, it, it, and then it, you it, later touch everything. It hinders around. me in talking with people in communication because I mean, you get, I've got like 10 percent of hearing in this one ear. I got this bad ear. And uh, I, I read lips. So whenever I'm talking to somebody, that is, and I was talking to my father about it too. He's got, you know, I mean, 40 years of, you know, 45 years of helicopters, whoop, 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 in his head. His hearing's shot, you know, and he's like, and he said it too. I was like, I do too, Dad. I was like, I read lips. And I can't understand sometimes people at the bank, this is awesome. We're going to the drive through and we're going to somebody at the drive through and she's wearing a mask. It's like, I, I'm not even, you know what I mean? And, 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 I'm like, yeah, just deposit it. Okay. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I don't, I don't. Send it really, home. Yeah. yeah, and and I we went to a swap meet in uh, in Springfield at the Clark uh, Fairgrounds motorcycle swap meet, and uh, nobody was wearing a mask except for the people in the food <laughs> counter area there, and and I, I can. Oh, they, I'm sure there were crowbars, bro. You ever heard of swap there stories? There were bars, crowbars. <laughs> they got Polish. baby tigers. They got it all, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a mask guy, and I think there's a lot of it for show, so go show it off. I don't care, but I'm not going to criticize anybody for wearing a mask. If I have to, to do my job or to engage in whatever commerce that I must and I can't do it anywhere else, then you got I'll put the damn mask on. But the whole thing even with the mask, whether you wear it or not, if you want attention, sneeze or cough, and see how much attention you get from people. Oh, dude, like, people. Yeah. People they look, whoa. Turns like, oh, that guy. Yeah, get the <laughs> get him. <laughs> Put the hose on him. But I had I was shopping the other day and I had like because I just mowed and usually when I fresh cut my grass I had like literally my lawn clothes on picking up something at the super, I, I get I started sneezing and I had the mask on and I was going crazy. I mean I sneezed probably five times in there into the mask. Where were you at? But I was like giant eagle or something. <laughs> but I was I felt so I mean I felt like the I'm, I'm the outcast. The dude, people bar. are like that dude's got it. <laughs> like get away. <laughs> I'm like trying to hide in aisles and stuff like that. Like, I just want to say look see. guys if you haven't caught it by now you ain't catching it from me. Yeah. Trust me. You automatically have it if you sneeze or sneeze oh. or I mean it's like some it's allergies could be anything. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I mean it's not like the common cold went away. I mean all that stuff is out there too. Yeah, and so. I was walking into Home Depot a couple weeks ago with my brother, who's about six foot six, and uh, we didn't have masks on. We were in the middle of a project, and I looked around. I looked behind me. This guy coming in behind me, and the look I got from him. Now he was all masked up, but I could tell the look, and he was like, he made a big point to walk back away from us and 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 keep his distance and go through all that nonsense and i just shrugged it off and grabbed my car don't you just want to wear a mask just to avoid all that i want to not wear a mask you want to, it's like a protest it's like a protest it's my own it's my own protest now look here i have my rules if i don't have to go to the store in midday 
with all pe- with everybody around, I don't. I mean, I, and I try to avoid it. So I do my shopping, even at Home Depot and Lowe's, at 6 a.m. when they open. So I will be there at 6 when they open and get my stuff. I'll go to the grocery store that time of day as well, and it's relatively empty. Just drop his virus throughout it, and then all the other folks can come walking well, According through. to the World Health Organization, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it doesn't spread like that anymore. Uh, but it did it did for a while, but not anymore. And then, uh, so I don't, I, and if you're around me or people around me, I try to keep my distance. I'm not going to go breathe all over you unless you want me to. But how do you, do you like, have you, do you shop? Do you cook for your, you said you don't do a lot of takeout. I do a lot. Yeah. Do you have like, uh, so do you shop on your own? Do you do your own shopping? Mm-hmm. What do you think of these aisles now where you can't go only one way? I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. It bothered me to go up an aisle and say, oh, it's like, I was like, it's not like I'm driving. It's like, I've been yeah. like all these shit yeah. before like that. I'm like, and they're like, no, you can't go up this way. I'm like, I'm going this way. Like, <laughs> well, see, I had a predicament when I was a giant eagle. So this is another same, same deal. So I've sneezed in this mask. Now I can't touch my face. It's like. Who knows what's underneath He's this mask because I've sneezed so much. drooling down his beard the bottom so, half. But then I go by the aisle and I'm like, all right, well, here's the deal. Like two steps into that aisle is some soup I want right there. But I got to go the wrong way on a one way to get the soup or I got to walk all the way around. So I'm like, right, I'm, you're going to spread, gonna, your, I'm you're gonna gonna spread your COVID germs I'm just going to duck in not. and grab the soup and get right out. <laughs> but I felt did weird. You, it's like that's the weird. Someone was watching. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Picked up the soup. They was like, he touched all that soup. Yeah, right. Don't touch that one. <laughs> Looks like no soup for us. Yeah. Thanks a lot there. Whatever you touch. Yeah. Touch right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I wonder if you can start getting discounts. Like, I was looking at tool chests. Back to tools. I was looking at tool chests. And I, and I was testing because it matters how the drawers open and close. You know, you can test them and you want to feel how sturdy they are and how strong they are. And do they self-close or they slow close, whatever it is. And I got to thinking, well, now that I've touched this. You know, maybe I get a discount. It's contaminated. Did you act? No, I didn't. I didn't. No, no, I'm, I'm got, trying to be fair. You should to be like this. Listen, I've got the corona. I've got corona. I just, I just put it all over that. Yeah. So you want you, to, What do you want to do with it? I'll take a 10% discount. So that's like the old school. Remember when you got the dented cans? You found a dented can is a little bit cheaper oh, at the yeah. store. So that's like the new dented can. It's a dented can. Yeah, it's corona. The, it, it's corona covered. So now it's mine. But the yeah. weird thing, they always put the dented can in the front. And you always reach over the dented can because you won't buy it. They want you to buy it. I don't understand. <laughs> I never. It didn't ever bother me. Well, if can. it's dented in yeah. the wrong place, you can't open it. To, that's your first selection? I mean, I would just grab. And if I noticed it was dented, it's it was like, ugh. Seems like a lot of work to put back and pick the other one up, so I just take it. <laughs> I want a fresh. I mean, I'm already camp. committed. I got it in my hand, you know. <laughs> it, it's not like it made the food taste different, hey, man. Honey, I've got some botulism. All right here we go. <laughs> I had some cans. If, 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 if you got a dented can, dented more beef stew. If the top has popped up, it looks like a staple in there. my house. No good, no good. Because the thing about the dented can is there's a crack in it, there's air in there, or you can you could spoil it. So if you ever see a dented can that's got the top that's popped up, don't that's, buy that's that. That's trash. One. That's trash. All right. But I buy the dent. I buy the dented cans. Yeah, I mean, I've I gone it before, and sometimes they have labels on it. I'm just like, that's well, we'll grab that. Let's see what you, this is. Tonight. Did you go shopping at the beginning of the quarantine with all the craziness? No, I would not. Dude, it no. was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, yeah. I it was get, odd. I got to get off carry. I mean, carry out's not the problem. Like the ghost rider's not the problem. Because, I mean, they're working with good product. You can get salad. You can get fish. But, like, you know, if I'm last minute and I'm hungry, you know, you and I talk about something, you take the bun off. But McDonald's. Like McDonald's, no double, double cheeseburger and Coke. Rock and roll. He doesn't no eat bun. carbs. 
No, man, I'm keto. He's keto for like, you're what, like three years into keto? No, about a year and a half. And it's not, I don't stand ketosis now. I mean, I'll eat a lot of nuts. I'll eat a lot of... Uh, so when you go to the drive, do you say, hey, I want a hamburger, no bun? Yeah, yeah. no bread. And they, and they say, cool? Yeah. They just give it to you in a kit and they put the cheese between them to do the double? Now, sometimes yeah. you can they tell if they're experienced. Sometimes no, they don't put you, lettuce in it. Sometimes they'll give you lettuce. Oh, okay. They'll wrap sometimes it. they'll screw it up and they'll put the cheese on the bottom. And I'm like, well, that doesn't do me any good. You got to put it in between the two pans yeah. because otherwise it melts to whatever plastic it is. Um, some, I'm not going to lie, though, but a lettuce, somebody that does it with good iceberg lettuce and makes a cheeseburger, I like that. Put a little blue yeah, cheese better. on it. Like mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's healthier for you, for starters, but it's good. But I'm always thinking, like, the, if I'm in the drive-thru and you said no bun, I'm like, well, why does he want a burger? <laughs> he just wants, dude, he won't get, he'll, you'll get, like, two. He'll get, two double he'll get like, four patties. Two double cheeseburgers, no bread. Yeah. So that's about the same just calories, probably, as one double cheeseburger with the bread. Yeah. Um. And, no and when cards. I was really serious about it, I would say, don't put any ketchup on there either. And now I still sometimes scrape that off. But those are one of the odd orders like you would go through a drive-thru. Like, well, like when I go to they the didn't, I ordered for them one time like a couple weeks ago, and they didn't even hesitate. They don't even They're blank. like, no problem. No, a lot of people yeah. do that now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like my, my, my girlfriend, she goes and sends me to McDonald's and order, I mean, gets a tea, like order a sweet tea. Yeah, tea. it's like a buck for as yeah, big as you says, want. Well, all I want is seven ice cubes. And she puts that, literally says, tell them you want seven ice cubes. I have to tell them that. I say, hey, I, I need a ice cube. What? Ice cube. Yeah. And the people, they'll listen to me like, did you say seven ice cubes? I say, yeah, seven ice cubes. I'm just thinking to myself, I don't know how they're going to do that. Gonna <laughs> well, they're going to touch it. Yeah. They're going to touch it. Yeah, so what you should do is See, just order me, ice in I a separate cup. I would be worried. Cup. I'd be like, look, if you're going to make an order like that, maybe, I mean, I don't want somebody spitting my food. Like no, I always worry thing. if I'm if I'm like too specific about things and make it hard for people. Yeah, if you're a jackass, like, like I'm not going to do that. What's yeah. her thing about seven? She just thinks that's a perfect amount to not yeah, like water it down. Well, probably if they, she tells them seven, she is like twelve. What if she does sweet tea, no ice, and then she adds ice herself that's when you get home, or just get a separate yeah, cup yeah. of ice? That's what I told her. I said, just do it that way. I said because it makes me feel weird with the one guy. They always question me, did you say seven ice cubes? I said, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got to repeat myself, and I hear them laugh. Well, see, now you've got the addition, though. Now you can say sweet tea, seven ice cubes, and two double cheeseburgers, no bun. And wait no and bun. see what the reaction would give her that. And can I have fries with no, you know, yeah. just in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. Yeah, just a salt in the, in the little, yeah. the little white bag. Right yeah. Bag. yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Five Guys? Just, just pour it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, that's a, that's a great keto Quick in and out, get your burgers, rock and roll. You're on the road. Never had a problem with. They never. In I've, fact, I've had, I've met some really good people. One gal was over on. Uh, <laughs> ordering <laughs> She was in the drive-through. I spent the people behind us were, were like getting pissed because she's like, "Are you doing keto?" And I was like, "Yeah, I sure am." She goes, "I just started. I lost 20 pounds." I was like, "Man, that is awesome." We got to talking yeah, about it. I realized, yeah, yeah. "Oh shit, this is lunch and there's people behind." Yeah, me. right. <laughs> so it's like you know, you know, it's like doing yoga with somebody. What took so long? The guy before you wanted no bun. He's, a, he's one of those <laughs> no bunners. Yeah. That's probably how they, because they, everything is on a photo. They, they're touching everything on the screen, so they're probably looking like, how do I take the bun off? I mean, they, you can probably confuse There's a no bread text that comes up. No bun. You know, it, like in the menu, yeah, it says yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. have the option. Well, why do, well, when I say I don't want pickles, I still get pickles. <laughs> Well, every time it's double pickles. Not right. They threw extra ones on because yeah. the person but she the gets person, seven ice cubes. I get pickles. The yeah. person responsible for not putting pickles on it is not the person you talk to. 
Now, so the person you talk to, when he or she gets your burger with no pickles, they don't check to see if there's pickles. They don't care. And they don't remember. But no bun? Now, that's memorable. And if they if they're, they're going to stick if they're going to stick a, something in the bag that's well, got a bun, are randomly, yeah. it's like it's obvious that it has a bun. Like no ketchup, it's like, oh, no wait a mustard, minute, that no guy pickle. said no bun. Now, if you just have a burger and there's a pickle buried in there somewhere, they're not going to check that. I mean, I, th- I could see that. You're, you're asking for such a drastic change to a normal and burger. And it's obvious. They, it's, yeah. it's obvious to remember and it's obvious to see. Yeah. 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 So he's like this though. No, no bun. And I do have about five crowbars with me. Yeah. Five crowbars. <laughs> just to let you know, just yeah. uh, no bun. Five crowbars. And you know, I got lots of other tools. You need a router. I got a router. I got extra routers. I took a router from you and tried to admit, remember when the thing went out and I tried to use it. You tried to use a router. Yeah, you had an old one. Oh, no, I'm talking no, about, no, no. <laughs> you're talking about a network router. No, yes. I, I'm talking yeah, about like he's a, talking about a, that thing will zip you off before you know you it. See, man. he's done the motion. I still don't know what it is. Yeah, right. What, what is that? No, no. It would make this edge round, for instance. Yeah. It's a, or it can it make a groove. Time. Yeah, right, right, right. Tool it's time. A, it's like a it's a it's a device that it maybe think drills. So it's got a bit on the end that spins in a circle, and it's got a it's got cutters on it at a certain profile. If you ever wondered how like your cabinets have an OG on it or like a little profile, that's what they do is something like that. So there's a bit on it and they run the wood through it and it puts that profile on it. Or you can put a groove in and that's how like a drawer would slide in there. You know, the grooves are inside the wood there. A dato. Yeah, the, that's, that's what yeah. it is. It's all digital? It's put in the computer? Well, they have so, CNC so, machines that yeah. do that stuff. But if you're like a weekend warrior woodworker like I am, you have routers and router tables and maybe even a shaper if you really get crazy. But no, it's a yeah, uh, CNC machine, man. Yeah, I don't have a CNC. Yeah. <laughs> is that computer navigated cutting? Is that what that is? I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know so are you? Is. Are you back? Are is cruise going again or no? No, they keep. Uh, they say July thirty first is the first time. Do you still? I mean, because well, wait a minute, comedy clubs and stuff still no, aren't open around here, right? No. Man, and then if they open it up, if you're going to follow the new rules, right? You're kind of. I mean, you can't have the tables you had before, right? Yeah. Everybody's got to be. Are these the governor's uh, edict rules? I mean, I I assume every, the restaurants I've gone in have just, and you said it yourself, that they just spread them all out. You so know what I mean? So. I don't. Do, what do you do? Take less. You take a, a I mean, one one machine out uh, in between a, each. A blackjack and only table can only have three people. Yeah. I mean, talk about. You should see. Have you been to court for the? Did you ride the elevator to the court the house the other day? Mm-hmm. So you go through the metal, by the way, the metal detector line was wrapped around the courthouse because they were trying to keep everybody at distance. And, so just the, and all of a sudden you got to take your belt off. Like, why are they all doing this? All of a sudden you got to do that. So yep. for five years I've been going to the new courthouse. You Shoes don't have to take your belt off. And now I go, I go through there when it's crazy anyway. And they make me take my belt off. And then we take see the same belt off. people every right, day. Metal for why? To get through the metal detector. Yeah, but. Right. I don't know. They started doing that. So anyway, then you get through that line. Well, then you hit another line because now we have a guy standing at the elevator going, what floor are you going to? 13? Where are you going? Oh, 12. Okay. You two ride together. You can only have three people in an elevator to get upstairs, which if you've been to court for traffic court or anything or with a friend, it's a mess. And now you're limiting the elevators to three. Dude, it takes an hour to get up to the court. Did you catch my dialogue with that security guy the other day? No. He's like, I can't remember how it all went down, but- I go through and I had my belt on. I, so I put my phone in a little thing and they run oh, it through. I, and I yeah, put my pen I, I in a little thing and they run yeah, through. Yeah, I took yeah. my watch off, they run it through. 
And then I just walked on through, and, and she goes, well, you have to take your belt off. And I said, well, I've never had to take my belt off before. And she goes, well, you can try. So I went through, and my belt so, buzzed. Yeah. And I look back at her over my shoulder, and this other security guard says, well, you have to turn around and go take your belt off. And I looked at him, and I said, I know what I need to do. Yeah, I can see you're getting a little bit a little bit snippy <laughs> He's like, I, you don't have to tell yeah. me and what he was I like know a, I need. He was, like, standing against a wall back there, so he was, like, supervising or yeah. something. Yeah, I was like, I understand. Yeah. You don't need to tell me what I need to do. <laughs> And he just looked at me, and he knew that the next thing he said, he was well, going to get fucking Mongo. Well, because there's some attorneys Mongo. that I know that they go, they'll, they won't comply. They say, I'm going here for 20 years, and they'll just walk by. Like, I've had, uh, one told me a story of security, had to, like, go up to the courtroom and talk to him and say, look, I'm not taking my belt off because I've been here for 20 years. You know who I am. I, I, I never had to take my belt. I mean, they'll get in fights with them. Yeah. I mean, I, there's people we know that have done some stuff like, hey, turn your cell phone in to me and they just lose it like i ain't giving you my cell phone yeah you know no there, I mean? there's that and i wasn't going to go that far i did take my belt off but i wasn't going to have this jackass I, I, he was he was talking down to me and i was pissed anyway i was wearing that fucking mask and i didn't like it it's what it's getting to and yeah and the people who are going to go in there and do harm are not going to do it that way so what a nice belt <laughs> <laughs> My belt's not very nice. I, don't, I, I have cheap belts, mostly. I don't think I've ever had a nice belt. I mean, they're expensive. You go to like a store to get a belt, and you spend hundreds of dollars. Well, that's like things. the soft drink of the of the suit store. <laughs> the Seriously, because you you buy the suit, and then you got to get a nice belt with it, and you're like, holy crap. No, they don't call suit. it belt. They call it, it was leather. Like, it was like buy one, buy one, get one suit for free. But my my, my belt's eighty dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't <laughs> even call it a belt. Do you, do you want? Do you, what about leather? I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, leather, your belt. Oh, you know, that's what they it's call like it. It's like they call it like a, like yeah. you have to have your leather that matches. I'm like, look, I, this is probably pleather, first of all. What they call the other day. So I had to, I'm not trying to interrupt what you're saying, no, but I had right. this same thing happen to me the other day. Uh, I was dropping off my kid's iPad for school because we had to do the e-learning stuff. And I was first in line because I was like, oh, this is going to be chaos. Uh, so you have to drive your car up, drop it off the front of the school. Everybody's got masks and gloves on. And I've got this iPad with the charger. And they pulled this bag out and they're like, okay, you need to put the charging wire and the brick in this bag. I'm like, brick. I just, so I put the whole, they're like, no, the brick. I'm like, what the hell is a brick? I so apparently, apparently the charging wire and what it plugs into is called a brick. The I didn't block. know that. Yeah, the thing you put and so in. there's 50 people behind me in cars honking, wanting to go to work. And I'm just like, oh, ma'am, I don't, I don't know what the brick is. And she's like, sir. <laughs> I oh didn't bring gosh. a brick. <laughs> is this like? Is this like? I'm thinking. Food, I'm like, all right. This square it's a, it's a iPad. That must be. That must be a brick. So here's the brick. No, sir. Drive. It's a brick drive. They need you to bring in a brick. Just there. the charger and the brick, man. I don't know what a brick is. I think my, the belt thing. I, I can't even get an adult belt because my, my waist is too thin. So I can like go to like baby gap or. You should order <laughs> double. You should order double buns. Have you actually make, done the? Have you done the cut your own? Yeah, I have to do it every time. I have to put it. You put a different one in. Yeah, what yeah. size waist you wear, like pant wise? Uh, I think it's like embarrassing. Probably about a twenty nine or twenty eight. That's like my twenty nine, twenty eight. Now is that? But are you fit guy? You healthy? Eat healthy? Work yeah, out? Yeah, I'm healthy, but yeah, you don't work out. Well, I didn't know just, if that if that was by choice. Like, are you just naturally a thin guy, or do you try to stay pretty fit? Yeah. You need double buns. Seriously, you get I get I get no buns. You get double buns. Nice. But, the, you know, the women or the guys is a little heavier than me. They always say, well, I wish I had that problem. I say, no, you don't, because I want to gain weight. It's the same thing, but we argue about that. All right. I'm like, okay, a skinny person wants to gain weight. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I may not uh, I may not agree with you on that. Really? I, 
I mean, if I had to choose an extreme, it would not be fat. Well, I was really skinny when I was young, and yeah. so I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you don't want to be. If we wake up and we look in the mirror, we're like, wow. I got no. Kneecaps. Yeah. And we're like, no, your kneecaps are like poking out. You don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. As a little kid, it definitely it, it was part of my life as as, as a little kid because I had football buddies and basketball buddies and they were all bigger than me. I could, didn't matter how many weights I lifted, it didn't. I didn't look much different. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I, took my, I, I was embarrassed to take my shirt off because I know if I'm, you can see the air going through my lungs. Like, that's how thin <laughs> I was. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I need to put a shirt on or do some push-ups. Yeah. But then I had two kids, became a lawyer, stressed out, and ate pizza and drank beer. And now I'm, <laughs> it'll happen. Now I'm all, I'm all good. Still got the skinny arms, but, you know. Fatten you right yeah. up. But you played college ball. You played, I mean, you had a tone. I mean, you, you set your core at a young age yeah. to, to be able to, to continue it, through. It to pick up was it yeah yeah and to keep it on i mean yeah it was most of our weight was like 205 the, and now I'm how tall one. are you that seems like a lot of weight for you yeah as a, i mean i was six one so it's like yeah and i was like all right well then and then i over the season i was like 195 but now i'm 160 like it literally dropped all that yeah I'm man yeah I mean, and there's no more free buffets yeah you everything about the bun yeah, you need to just need, eat. Let me get a double bun. <laughs> double yeah. bun, please. And just Somebody actually, told me the other day that Bloomin' Onion from Outback's like the, the highest calorie thing you can buy. Just get two Bloomin' Onions, man. You're good to go. It's uh, Yeah, I know, but you, you don't want to get fat. Or you don't want to try to gain weight and die of a heart attack. <laughs> and, just eat chocolate. No, even if you didn't just get eat fat, candy. You, it's like that's, that's still bad for you. When I talked to my parents about being skinny when I was a kid, they used to give me um, uh, Insure. You know, the insure, like, like, uh, oh, insure, so I, the, the, yeah. So yeah. I would like eat dinner and then yeah, my, my dad was like, you're working out a lot. Just drink an insure shake before you go to bed or I in drink, the morning. I drink a slim fast and I eat a meal. Yeah. I had a slim fast before. Yep. And I ate, and I ate a meal. Yep. Uh, yeah. So why do you say that, Steve? You think it's too extreme? Do you think they're not the same? I, if I could choose an extreme, it would not be fat. Oh, I, I, I mean, all he's saying is, I think there's mindsets both ways yeah. that are so. Well, I agree similar. with that. But if I could you choose an extreme. You want to be somebody different. If I could choose an extreme, I would not choose overweight. Now, that is coming from somebody who has been overweight. Now, I, haven't, I haven't weighed myself, but uh, last year at June, when I had people over, it was different than this June. Because when I went on the keto there, because I'm weird. I mean, I just got this big gut. You know what I mean? I just, my, 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 my legs are small. My arms are small. My gut gets bigger. And I went out the other day, and I was like, oh, man, I haven't worn this T-shirt in a while. It was one that I bought probably last June. Mm. And I went to put it on. Guess what? A little tight. I'm, I'm back to the XL, man. No more larges. Yeah. I need the XL. I'm sorry. Oh, you had larges? For, <laughs> see, that's a problem, because I lost some weight a couple years ago. I got down to like the 160-ish, and I was eating healthier. And the problem is then you go buying stuff, feeling good. Like, yeah, yeah you know, like, buy uh, some new T-shirts. Yeah, it's like, you know, I it's slip, short-lived. I slipped those <laughs> on now to mow or something. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what happened? <laughs> uh, and then you meet, like, I mean, I, I met one of my friends, and she's a female. She's like, Kitty, uh, you have an eating disorder? I said, no. She said, are you on drugs? Like, you don't look, <laughs> you don't look like that at all. I'm like, I'm like, she's like, you're a lot bigger. I said, yeah, but it doesn't mean I have an eating disorder. Yeah. On some type of drug or something like that yeah i mean that's you just got him a tap i got a buddy like that now now he ended up having some health issues like he had um i don't know what it was some of his heart rate was too fast or something was going on where he couldn't keep weight on and it was a problem he has to take meds to slow it down <laughs> but he would go out and run like he was a marathon guy he'd go out and run a marathon I and mean, he'd drink all night wake up run 20 miles and he was just had that metabolism oh, that he could do it those guys i, I 
Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I try. I, I like, they fascinate me. So I'm like, oh, I'll go for a run. I could work up to some miles and stuff like that. Dude, it just breaks my body down. It's painful. I mean, I wake yeah. up the next day, my hips hurt, my knees hurt. And that's after like, I've done it for weeks on end before. And it's like, man, does this get better? And you talk to long runners and they're like, no, you just fight through it. I'm like, well, I don't want to fight through it. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Every runner, like serious runner that I've ever met and encountered, always has some problem they're always fighting through some problem like oh i got this problem with my ankle i got this problem with my hip or my knee is sore i got this it's it's just they're always fighting through some painful injury yeah i know but maybe maybe that's better than what they might be fighting through if they weren't doing it you know what i mean could like be they weren't as healthy or whatever but yeah here i am on my couch making fun of them for being on- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you're always hurt i'm sitting yeah, over here hurt. eating doritos yeah <laughs> See, that's why i don't do it he's always hurt gosh yeah. I'd run like that, but I have diabetes. Yeah, it's very dangerous. It's high risk. I'm high risk for running. I can't let my sugar dip. I'm high risk for running. Yeah. All right. So I want to hear about, you're at UPS. So what is the, I've always thought about, if it's a package and it's getting sent and the coronavirus is is uh, catchy by touch, how do you handle that? Oh, that's they, on them. Do they even right? care? We were can wiping I, stuff can down. I, can I just be, this is going to be really we, we have millions of listeners. Uh, uh, they don't care. They don't uh, care. Yeah. <laughs> well, how could you? With the amount of packages coming through there, like, how could uh, you? Okay. I mean, they haven't been off one day. They said they haven't been off one day. I went back in, like, May 18th. Um, and they, they said, well, yeah, we haven't stopped at all. Everything is, the volume is tripled. It's yeah, booming. because of, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone stayed at home, and people are buying the most randomest. They're bored. Yeah. M- machetes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, What's saying, the craziest thing you've seen? Um, a little alligator. Uh, baby alligator, <laughs> uh, baby well, alligator was sh- being God, shipped. Yeah, I'm right. bored. I want an alligator. What is it in like a cage? Yeah, it's like a little, little small. And you. It has little holes in it. You can see the eyes looking at you. You're like, oh, it's a little alligator. It was like, all right. That Holy crap. Seems that hardly seems I did lawful. not know that UPS Where do you shipped buy alligators. Yeah. We represented somebody in federal court one time that for illegally importing and exporting reptiles. Yeah. You see these large crates coming in with crickets and they're just bouncing everywhere. Like crickets? I never thought about live animals. I and, never thought, yeah. no, that never crossed my mind. When well, I asked like, that how question, long do they stay in there? I mean, it's got to take a few days to I ship, mean, it, right? I mean, if the, if the guy takes a long enough lunch break, they, they're not allowed. So when I see my package and I'm tra- I'm tracking it and it says like out for delivery at 8 a.m. and then I don't see it till the next day at 8 a.m. What really happened? Uh, it probably didn't go out. <laughs> no. Do you work? Do you do you drive or do you do the? Well, I, I train. I'm, I'm a trainer. But okay. I load everything before they actually take it out. Okay. So I get to see all your packages come down, all the shoots and and you know take jobs if something happens to the package or something like that. But yeah, they'll put it on there and if the driver. They have their own route, so if they they're out too late, they only have so many hours to get to, get their stuff done. So they just didn't get to it. Yeah, and they'll bring it right back. And that's, yeah, they don't get have you off. have you seen um it, like officers come through there with drug dogs and stuff? The box crew. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Yeah, I mean when I first got it before I left to go to my ship, uh, somebody must have been trying to ship a lot of marijuana. Okay, um, and, and that stuff's potent. Could you guys all smell it? But it, what it, they had packaged it right, but vacuum seal. It, it went down. <clears throat> one of the shoots wrong, and it hit a corner. It and ripped it, it. And it ripped it. And when I say that, oh, whatever it was, it 
it, it probably could have got everybody in that building. Right? It, 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 was, it was strong. Yeah, it was very strong. And what is that? Some guy like, well, you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> we would, our, so we'd get, the, we, we'd get the call from people who just got arrested, and then we'd get the search warrant. Uh, based on a tip from a worker at UPS, right, we right. were called out to the scene, and we encountered this pack, and then they did a control delivery of it. And we used to call it the box crew. I don't know if they're still doing that. Or and that's not. probably protocol. If you smell, you got to call them in. Yeah, yep. Do you profile any other kind of boxes? Are you trained to look for different things? Yeah, we do. Are you allowed to tell us? It's top secret. Yeah. It's top secret. See, one time I was so trying I'm to ship some my, yeah. local so beer. I was trying to ship some local beer to my to my brother, and I had wrapped it up and stuff like that. And some I didn't do this; I just shipped it. But some dude was telling me, "Oh, write like John's barbecue sauce on it and stuff like that." I don't know that that matters, but apparently you're not supposed to ship alcohol. You're, you you can ship food though. Yeah, you can ship food, but you can't ship. Yeah, you're not supposed to ship liquor. I think the really. statute of limitations is out on that one anyway. Yeah. yeah. People, they're shipping, I mean, anything and everything. I was like, man, what are they? I mean, I haven't even seen like a, I don't know, a body part. You've seen a body part? <laughs> yeah. Something. Was it the tip of a middle finger? Yeah. Because <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> I could use one. I guess the moral of that story is use the post office. Use the United States Postal Service because there's so many compliant acts that have come up that the post office has not been able to afford or get to where FedEx and UPS have more of a stringent uh, look at packages than they do the post office. Are you saying the government run operation isn't so efficient? It's is not, that really what you're saying? Really and, and that but was- you can't tell them to not. Well, man, I saw, I saw the special the on, on, on 60 Minutes and they were talking about all the fentanyl that was getting shipped in. Yeah. Oh. And they were talking about that all the big drug and Chinese and they're shipping it in use the post office. <laughs> Because UPS and FedEx and DHL have more stringency checking than the post office. They, they said the post office is supposed to be doing the same thing they are, but they just haven't had time to catch up. And because they're the government, they're allowed to not catch up. And if UPS didn't catch up, they'd be like, well, then uh, you can't do your business. You can't operate unless you have all of these new uh, mandates in. We don't have them, but that's okay. And uh, <laughs> well, pack, I mean, anything we don't, I mean, we are trained to like check packages, but if this package is right, then we won't do anything. If it just looks super normal, it just like goes it, right through, it goes right through. And it just, I mean, you can probably smuggle drugs, whatever it may be. Well, no, probably about yeah. it. We've had plenty of clients get like, oh, I don't yeah. know why they caught this one. I've been doing it for five years, yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Never had a problem before. I uh, know now yeah. it hit the shoot, well, yeah, probably, yeah, it was probably Chuck. It was so good. A guy named Chuck was probably getting her truck, and he's like, ah, whatever. I'm used to this. He probably just threw it. Didn't, yeah, didn't care. They didn't yeah. care. Yeah, so it's it's probably more likely you don't get caught. Yeah. But you eventually you will because, I mean, the chance of us going down a shoot and hitting something or getting, you know, because we get damaged and then – and then you're, you're, you're yeah. We had caught. we had a client that was shipping tons of meth in from California, Jeez. and uh, that lasted for a long time. I mean, years. That lasted. I mean, you could see how if you know, I guess if packaged correctly, you wouldn't run into any issues. The same address, the same package style, everything. You'll see the same because the, the trucks go out the same way. It's the same route, so it's the same package that's going everywhere. The same street. Yeah. So you're just used to seeing the same package. So if it's the same package and nothing is damaged. Yeah, you probably get away with it. Yeah, right. This guy orders a lot of Trojan horses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm delivering Trojan yeah, horses right. to his house once a week. Once a week. <laughs> so, Kenny, how do you stay up on, like, when you're not doing stand-up regularly? Do you feel like you, you get rusty or do yeah, you? I, I yeah. Like it's going to be a change going back on stage. I mean, I, I, 
I could talk to myself in the mirror all I wanted. Yeah. It's the whole timing thing. Like, I go still write jokes every day, and it's like, oh. And your facial yeah. expressions lead a lot in your joke. Yeah. Or they, sometimes they're almost the punchline. You know what I mean? Your whole body, the way you're, you know I mean? You'll tell yeah. the end of it, and then you're like, bow. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, then I'm going to do this when I get back on stage. I, I even forgot some of my jokes. I think I'm going to have to go back and watch old videos. Yeah. I mean, after a while, you forget your whole routine. Because it's a routine. Yeah. You get on stage, you're like, okay, I know those routines. I know where they're, they're going to laugh. And then. When you're on the cruise, do you do it nightly? Oh, tell tell them tell them to. <laughs> we do probably about three to four shows a day. A day. A day. Oh my god! How much repeat do you have in that? Uh, not a lot. They make you because you have kid friendly shows, so it's like little kids. The first three rows are probably five and six year old little boys. Oh my gosh! I, so I don't even know. Them. Yeah, and he's like, you have to be. What do you do? Like watch like. Uh, uh, say, hey guys! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm trying to think yeah. of a joke. Yeah, you. I mean, you're I mean, obviously, I'm not a joker. Not everything's but... relatable. They, they're not gonna get the right. Like, even yeah. if it's adult content, they're not gonna get it. Even if there's, there's no cussing or anything like that, and they're still not gonna get it. They're gonna be looking at you with yeah. a stone face. And then their parents will just drop them all off. You'll see them. They'll come in the room. And it's like 200 five and six year old little boys and girls are just looking at them like, hey. Yeah, the parents are like, we got eight drinks today. We're how go long? Get do, how long do you do it for? I mean, for their show, it's got to be shorter, right? The attention span a little. Um, Twenty minutes. An hour. It's an hour show? Yeah, it's an hour Just show. you? Well, well, no, me and one other comedian. So Jeez. He's, like, he's looking at the back, and he's watching, engaging off what I'm doing. Right. I'm, if I get a chuckle, he's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's all you're going to get. <laughs> then the kids say, like, you're so funny, but they never laugh. They never no. laugh, right. They're the right. audience members ever. <laughs> like, who, who are you guys? And then you do those two shows. You do two kid shows, and then you get to do an adult show at night. Oh, so you got two kid shows and then an adult. Gosh. Yeah. So. Do you have to, do you have some standard kid jokes or do you just kind of play off of what they are laughing yeah. at? Yeah, what they're laughing at. You got to just riff off yeah, of it, huh? I do. I mean, I can say but, because every kid, five or six year old, if I say the word but, they're all laughing. They're laughing. Yeah, they're okay. Like, okay. This is cheesy. And I'm thinking, yeah. if it makes them happy, yeah. I got to go back and start Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Any, any you words. could be like, I've got a buddy that orders double cheeseburger, no buns. Not like you can get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with no bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then they're, they're, they're writing it down. They're going to go tell that joke later to somebody. They, they would. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. But you dread sometimes. You, you dread those shows. Yeah. You do dread them. I would dread all of them. That, that's a, that petrifies me more than anything. I think I said it show. when we talked to Jason, but um, like the only experience I would have of anything that you have to deal with, and you've had at times, is doing the drive intervention program. So we have to get up and talk to these people that have been accused of drunk driving, and I just give them like a know your rights. Well, I don't want it to be boring, so like I try to throw in jokes. And what I notice is I'll do this. I only have like what, three or four things that I laugh. Maybe maybe funny stories, funny stories about other clients and what they've done. I notice that depending on you, the difference in like same delivery of the joke, some crowds just roar, yeah, and others are just it's crickets, yeah. And that's the only way I've like tried to like when I see a comedian on stage doing something, it's like that's the only time I felt how they might feel because I'm sure you've had times where like this joke kills, right. but then it's like wait a minute, I didn't get any, I didn't well, get any laugh. Even with comedy, just to be honest about it, like there's a different feeling when you do an urban crowd or you do a mainstream. Okay. So if you're doing a complete urban crowd, you get re they're like, hey, you need to be, it has to be everything has to be fast. Like a okay. mainstream crowd, which we could be a mix of everybody. All right. So tell me the difference between urban and mainstream. So urban is, could be all, all 
All black folks. So oh, you, yeah. you got uh, so you got a whole black audience. That's got to be quicker. Yeah, it has to be quicker. They want you to boom into that punch, and it has to be some type of crazy act out. Yeah, they want the animated. Extreme. They want the extreme. And that's just you've just noticed that that's just that's just it. I mean, that's just the culture or whatever. Yep, and you you know it when you even walk on stage. Is the is the flip around? Is the opposite true? Like, does that not work on the mainstream crowd? A little bit, but they, they're more subjected to like they want to hear more personal stuff. They want to know. They want to feel like okay, we know this person. We know a little bit of piece about. Yeah. Them. So you know, they, they'll take. I do. I like that. Yeah, they'll take. Yeah. They'll take on a longer story, and then you have a punch-up line at the end. Take that. So you'll tell more of your family jokes, yeah. like of your life, because yeah. you've got a number of them where you include your family and your mom and your brothers and sisters and everything like that. And those could take a little bit longer. So those right there, the ones so that when you see you're at the crowd, I was talking to Banks once and he was going, I don't forget where he's going, maybe Cleveland or somewhere. And I was like, oh man, I'll go to the show with you. And he's like, well, man, he's like, it's going to be pretty much an all black crowd. I was like, I don't, I don't care. He's like, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> he, he, he was like, I'm talking about me. He was like, he was like, yeah, you can come sit there, but I don't know how good I'm gonna do. He's like, you see me do good here. He's like, but this is a whole nother level. And it's a monster because it, mentally it'll break you down because the energy is. They expect you to hey, come make deliver. Yeah. Like, sometimes they have their arms. They got a chip yeah. to start. Oh, you just like, oh, I gotta go through this, and you know, oh my god. I'm not gonna laugh, and you're not gonna make me. Yeah. So your first joke has to be. It has to be a bomber. Yeah, because they, they can boo you. And I mean, I've been to like, uh, they, used to have, they used to have like an urban night, and it was always on Wednesday. And they told them, if you didn't like the comedian, then pull out your keys and shake them, and that way you get them off the stage. So you gave the audience the power. And so I, I seen a guy walk up on the stage, and all he said was his name, and they just started shaking his keys. <laughs> <laughs> he had to leave. Gosh. They gonged him, huh? Yeah, it's completely, and it's like, and it just, you know, it seasons you a little bit. Well, you got to have those experiences, yeah. You don't I mean, want those no, I know, but it makes you tougher. It makes you be able to deal with them. Really? I mean, that, that makes people quit, too. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah. it weeds out the ones that can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I listen to a lot of comedians because I, I, I just do. And the stories I hear from them are always, they all, everybody has that just fall on your face bomb story, even the, even the best. You know what I mean? And usually a handful of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I did a, like a, even a TV spot, um, like with Bill Bellamy. It was like he had said a show. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I got up there and I told a joke and uh, everyone's laughing. I'm like, oh, he's doing good. And my brain just went blank. I couldn't think of anything. I said, you know, uh -oh. guys, I, uh, yeah, I forgot the rest of my joke. Oh. They thought, they thought that it was part of my joke. But I was like, no, I'm serious. I took the mic. <laughs> And I put it back in the stand, and I just walked off the stage, and I was like, ah. Oh, oh, oh dude. I've, that's brutal. We've all been there, not maybe as, as intense as that, where you're saying, and then you're like, I lost it. Where, where, I, I lost it. I lost that it. That was early in my career. Now, if I forget all of my jokes, I'm just going to look at somebody. I may look at somebody like Steve, and I see his finger. I'm like, yo, what happened to your finger? <laughs> and then I'm just going to rip him to his finger. Like, yeah. And, and then it comes back at some point. You yeah, get back you on track. Like, oh, I remember yeah. where I was going. Yeah. Now I've done that at uh, speaking at seminars and stuff where I just totally blank and it's 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 brutal and you got an hour to go and you're just like shit. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> you're sweating. You're looking down. You're like that was two minutes. Uh, yeah, that that's <laughs> oh, man. But man. so even the, between the urban and a corporate show, those are those are the shows that you you really have because the corporate is just ooh, that's tough. 
Yeah, they don't want. I mean, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. yeah, they're looking at their boss CEO. They have to. If he laughs, then they laugh. They have to be there, oh, and they don't okay. necessarily want to be there. Right. Yeah. So. so do you get like ground rules ahead of time, like no bad language, no sex jokes, no? Yep. Okay. They, know your, they always say know your audience, know your audience. They say it a lot of times on a cruise ship. So you walk in there and you see all the women in there, and it's like all women. So you know you got to cater to the women. Man, just on the fly, being able to just yep. change. That's when you know you're a pro and you can do that. I bet. Yeah. You know so if I go the first night and see you, and you're great, I love you. You, I laugh my ass off, and then. Like, I could go back and see a different show the next night. Yeah, because I'll change, I'll change it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll man, that's you got to have a lot of material. What's yeah, your if you had to, to do like if you could say how many minutes of material do you have like on tap at any given time? I mean, I probably I, I can probably do a lot of an hour and a half, right? That I feel comfortable with. Then after that, it's going to get real. Murky. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half is a long time. Yeah. So if we just said do an hour and a half and, and set up a little stage over here, you could come up with stuff for an yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, I'll do it for an hour and a half. It'll be really animated and uh, okay. Then I'll start digging into my family. And then it's all the family stuff is true. So I mean, I just basically just. You're just telling stories. Yeah. And they're like, you know, they're brutal stories, but I mean. How'd you get into it? Um, my college professor. Um, really? Yeah. He was like, hey, he said, I, you know, I, said, I know you're in chemistry, but uh, he said, you're going to miss your calling. He, he was also a creative writing coach. He said I, he read my my story about uh, me almost dating my sister, and he's like, "It's oh, a great, it's a great story." I, I did hear that one. Yeah, no, was that on one of the first episodes? No, of no, no. It's never been released. Yeah, yeah we didn't release that one. All right, we, let's we not, held let's up. Not no, blow no, you, you heard it. You heard it. I heard it. Let's not. And blow it's up that it's an amazing, great story, especially whenever you told it. I was sitting here with Bobby and Jason, and they had never heard the story. Gosh, and, that's funny. And as loud as much goes, action goes on. As they're talking, I mean, because they go crazy. I mean, like last week, me and me and Kenny were just looking at each other as these guys were verbally sword fighting, and and whenever he said, "Well, brought the time I almost slept with my sister," and it went quiet. That was like the no, first like time, the ever, and then they looked at, they were like, "What?" <laughs> I think after I heard that, I told that to like three people too. <laughs> like, you gotta hear this joke I heard today. So you're in a situation in college where you're going to be a chemistry major, what, like pre-med or something? Yeah, yeah. And, and you just get a professor that don't do that. Because he, he was a comedian, and he was like, he said, he said, you're going to miss your call. He said, you should be a comic. Um, and I said, really? Couldn't you have done both? I mean, could, he could have said, look, do this by day and do had, this by night. But he said, I have all these connections. And he said, the funny bone. You need to talk to. I'm not saying it's bad advice. It yeah. just is. Had you done a set at that time story. or an open mic or anything? I've done nothing. He just interacted with you and saw you were a funny guy. He said, I'm going to put you in this contest and that's it. Now, as a kid, were you were you the guy in the locker room telling funny stories, making everybody laugh? Like I could. Like, I could do a lot of, like, uh, impersonations and, uh, yeah, I'll watch a movie and I'll recite the person's lines and do everything they do. And I would do that. But I never thought that was some type right. of skill. I thought I was right. messing Yeah, I yeah. could do that too, but I couldn't stay on stage and make people. It's like, yeah. that doesn't seem like it's yeah. the same, right? That doesn't seem quite the same. Like, uh, telling, telling, using other people's funny stuff is not quite the same to me. But. Yeah. Then I had to start writing my own material. And I was like, oh, man. Then, then the owner, like the, the funny bone, I was like, hey, Kenny. And he said, I like some of your stuff, but he said, you need to be real. You need to talk about your life. And I was like, that stuff like that, as I had, like, it, I never thought I'd have to talk about but then I'm trying to get a little more comfortable with it. So Yeah. yeah so, and then, 
Well, the real stuff and what we do, Jeff, is always, I mean, that's the stuff that works. So if I'm making an argument in front of somebody or giving a, uh, talking to somebody about the, anything, it's always, if you can relate it to something real, that's what's the most effective, it seems. Yeah. Right. And it's, it, why would it be different in comedy? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen, Kenny, that when we were up there in, in Port Clinton, went in your room and you had notes and notes and notes. And I've seen you sit at tables. I've seen you're always working on it. I mean, you're writing, you're going through, you're dissecting, you're going back. And, and you do, a, I, I've seen you put a lot of your, a lot of work into it. Yeah. I piece it together because I go out there and I look at the audience like, oh, that's a guy in the front, a lot of women on this side. And I'm like, okay, what, do I, what angle do I come at? Yeah. And you, you literally go up there and you can change what you were going to do on the spot. Yep, I'll have a chunk of material. Say, okay, this material has to go in the back. You were told it to go over here. Here's some new stuff. Now you talk to the crowd, find out something about them, and then you can, and I go off of them. And one of your, something you experienced could trigger a joke that I already have, and then I yeah. can go at it from that point. Like, um, they're usually like, my opening joke usually is about guys. I always like, there's a bunch, always a bunch of dudes in there. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Um, guys, cut your toenails. And I would say that. And then, uh, <laughs> And all the dudes looking at it, and all the women like, yeah. Oh, my wife would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> She'd have been like, yeah. Like, I said, because I had a buddy, you know, and, uh, he, had, he took his shoes off at my place. And I said, you know when you need to cut your toenails when you're walking around someone's house. And it sounds like you're tap dancing. I said, that's a true sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude. And I said, the whole time, he's on, he's on the carpet. And I said, that's <laughs> really hard for somebody to deal with. And that's what I usually open up with, like, I'll uh, open up a joke like that just about guys. And then uh, after that. I'll it gets the guys and yeah. the gals yeah. involved. Yep. Yeah. And after that, I, and I got them. Yeah. And I can go into something. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's incredible. Skill. It's an art. Yeah. It, it's an it's yeah. an art form. I mean, it's a performing art is what it is. It, it, it definitely is. And you've got a. And I believe that it's going to be something that is wanted and needed oh, right sure. here in the future for coming sure. down now. I got to tell you, man. I, yeah, I mean, I've been talking with Jason. He's been doing a lot of writing. I mean, he's been doing a lot. I mean, he really has. And he's really been into it. And he's he's taking advantage of the full Corona. And well, he's, he's, ready, got, he's, he's got ready Instagram to come out. videos. Yeah, that, gotta, <clears throat> yeah right. Yeah. And, but from that, we were talking before we did the last show last week there, uh, late night with comedians on South High, putting the show together. And uh, I think we've got a pretty good plan. I think that I think the show would really work. I think it's going to be a great show. Uh, we just got to do we the, gotta, the dinner and, and the stuff. Too? No, I, I, I don't know. That's that's an option. That's that's kind of on the sideline there. Uh, from what we were first talking about, I mean, it's going to be a show where, you know, we got Kenny, we got Bobby, we got Jason. So one night, you know, I mean, the main host, because somebody's got to be the main guy. I mean, it'd be Kenny one night, Jason one night, Bobby one night. They'll come out, do a monologue, sit down, have the conversation with the comedians, bring in a, a guest comedian. He goes up, does his bit, comes down. They'll interview him, talk with him, go over a few things, you know, probably beat him up. I don't know. These these, these comedians pretty, they hit well, each other. It might be the same thing you're talking about, like feed off what the, what's yeah. going to work with this guy or gal. And, yeah. then, and then do something with the crowd. You know what I mean? Do a whose line is it anyway? Do an improv kind of sure. bit. Right, sure. and then we go to the music. Then we come back, finish the show, uh, and uh, you know we've been talking with, and but it got put kind of on hold again, to where we were looking at Scully's. Which uh, one thing there before, if I went to my buddy that books there and said, "Hey, can we have it?" He'd be like, "Man, I got traveling acts coming from all over the country. Maybe I'll give you a Tuesday." Right now, he's like, "I've got no acts coming in. When we can open up, we've got two tops. I only have like fifty people. So please come in and do the show." Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's like, I, I believe that there's going to be a lot of venues that once things start kind of creeping back open that we can have access to. It's sort of, it's like the, the rebirth of the variety show 
Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like the the rebirth of, of like the golden era of Vegas with Sinatra and those guys. It's like that was the variety. That's what yeah. you're talking about doing. You yes. know? And it's uh, just a group of guys that are funny putting on whatever they do in front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, it was like Dean and Jerry Lee and uh, Jerry Lee, Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis, Dean Martin, mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. And, you know, Frank wasn't a comedian, but he would just like they riffed off each other so well that it was just funny. I mean, they were just funny guys. Now, would you ever try, Steve? Would you just try to have like an open mic or something? No, no. I'm petrified of that. It's which is interesting. I am absolutely oh, petrified. I would. You would try? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'd bomb out of it probably. But I, I've I, seen both of these gentlemen stand in front of a jury yeah. with somebody's yeah. life on the yeah. line. What you're talking about, though, is a lot what I do in cross examination or in front of a jury. So if the, if I see a case or, or answers going the wrong way, I've got a plug in for that. So somebody tells me something that's different than what they said a minute ago. I don't even know where it comes from. It's probably like you. It's just like, boom, I got a plug in for that. Now you're in trouble. And here's why. And here's what we're going to do with it. And it's not even going to, it's going to feel like getting killed by a pillow. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not going to yeah. be, you know, it's not going to be harsh unless it needs to be. So people think like what we do in a courtroom, like we're beating up a witness. That's, that's ordinarily that's bad. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to see somebody getting berated. TV makes it seem because I've never been to like a like a live trial like that. But all anything on TV, it always makes it seem like they're just just bantering the witness, like pound them in the ground, and now everybody's crying. It's, and it's like it it's doesn't work. Like, that. That. like yeah. some witnesses, that needs to happen. So if you've got a real dirt ball or a snitch, like you can do that with snitches. You used to be able to do that with snitches, um, who just cut a deal and they're just lying sacks of shit anyway. And maybe they can get a little <laughs> bit of. You can get a little bit of disdain with them, but even then, I don't. Even but I've then, never, I've never seen that moment. Really? No, not at, not working with you. No, I generally don't do that. Now there was uh, there was a couple times in a courtroom, but it wasn't yelling at the witness. But where I have to raise my voice, I remember one cop. It was a it was an arson trial, and I had turned around, and it was a, it wasn't a cop. It was an expert, and it was uh, he had just given his opinion that it was arson. See, arson works this way. If you don't know how the fire started, they just call it arson. I mean, that's it. That's arson. Now, there's other ways that if there's no, if there is no accelerant or obvious arson and there's no other reason that the fire would have started, a lot of times they'll just say it's arson, which is sort of non-scientific in a lot of ways. If you're a chemistry guy, it's like, wait a minute, what's the hypothesis? Let's test it. And if you come to an, I don't know, well, that doesn't prove this, right? But it does in arson. So I was going through that kind of thing. That's sort of like my arson routine that I had. And I go... (laughs) So I went through it and I Where's was going through it and I was like, so scientifically down the method. And the answer at the end is, I don't, I don't know. And he cut me off and he goes, the answer at the end, he goes, well, that was arson. And I didn't expect that answer. It was like, it was like one of those moments that could have been really bad for me, like a heckle that I didn't have an answer for, right. but then it hit me and I turned around and I, I probably screamed it louder. And I said, well, how do you know? Like, how do you know? And he looked at me sort of strange. I said, because you just told me you didn't know how this fire started. You can't look at these people over here and tell them that you know how this fire started, can you? And he just looked at me. I said, the answer is no, isn't it? You can't tell them how the fire started. And he's just like, no, that's as loud as I've ever screamed. And I was screaming by the end. But it wasn't at him. Oh. But, but maybe he deserved it because he sort of came at me a little bit. And he carried the weird thing is he carries these little pillows and then he handed him a little pillow. I him a little pillow. <laughs> yeah. like, the, the answer is I don't know, and you don't mean for one second to tell me, the judge, or anybody over there that you know how the fire started. And this woman could be sitting over here completely innocent. Like, yeah. 
and then wow. you, then it's like the other way. But that's a, that doesn't come from. That's like yeah, a plug-in, right? It's like who knows where that comes from. Well, that's the moments you have. You have to react to you your situation. Have like a, a, like a, a funny moment during like a, like court cases. Like All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of something that happened. Now, my buddy Eric Yavich, he's he passed away in '08. Um, we had a case, and it was a it was a uh, death penalty murder case, and it was resolving. It was over. I mean, our client was pleading guilty. I'm not even going to say where it was in what jurisdiction or anything about it. But it, the final sentence was eight, she, the client was going to get 18 to life. And there was an old song. Was it uh, Warrant or Winger or who was it? Oh, 18 and life to go. 18 and life. It's an old heavy metal, hair metal song. And he stood up with news cameras running, everybody in the courthouse watching, because this was a big media case. And he deadpans the first two verses of that song as his sentencing colloquy, talking on behalf of the client. So he stands up and it's like, if you read the lyrics, it's sort of fit and he deadpans it all. And the prosecutor had bet us a buck or two that, that, that he wouldn't do it, but he did it and he deadpans <laughs> it and he didn't smile at all. But that was a funny moment. We, I've had plenty of those yeah. kind of things. Where people were like, everyone was laughing. Uh, yeah, everybody was trying not to laugh, and it was a really serious thing. But I think some of that is because it's a really serious thing, and it's really hard to deal with, and making a little bit of levity out of it is, is helpful. The voir dire definitely starts to – so when we're picking our juries, we call it voir dire. That, that definitely becomes – you throw in little things that I yeah. always plug in, like, you know, different different things. Like, uh, you know, when you're doing Ohio jury, everybody hates Michigan. A lot of them hate Michigan. So I always tell a little bit about myself, and I went to law school up in Michigan. I didn't go to U of M, but – you know, so I say, well, and maybe I shouldn't say that word. We're not supposed to say, you know, and people get giggles and things oh, like yeah. in those situations, that'd be perfect for somebody like you because they don't want to be there. So if there's some, you know, joke or something they can laugh at during a period <laughs> like that, I mean, it really gets them captivated. I you think I, mean? I could take you and yeah. turn you into an, a better trial yeah. lawyer than I would ever be. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Because you would see those moments as, all right, I'll get my points across here, but I can get, I can have some fun with them too. Cause yeah. it's very similar to what you're describing. Like you go into a jury or a courtroom and you're like, oh shit, we got, now we got mostly women here and mostly guys there. The voir dire I was going to do has to change. Like uh -huh. the plans go out the window. How are you going to change it? And it's not like you're making it up, but you're just doing a different routine. You're, you're changing it up a little bit, but it's still a goal that is calculated that has to look like it's not. Oh, okay. So you, you got, you already, you already have a list of questions that you want to ask. Topics. Topics to cover. Like, let's it's say it's a gun like, case. Yeah. It's oh. a gun case and you want to know, do people, because you might meet some woman, Miss Smith said there, oh, my brother was killed by a handgun. Mm. Well, I don't want that person sitting there listening to my gun case. Right. That's not good for my person, you know? So you want to go through those things, but to get people talking, you got to talk yourself, you know, you got to interact with them and it's hard. I mean, oh. it's, when I first started doing it, I bombed doing it before. It's like... <laughs> It's hard, and you got to get that yeah. rhythm to it. And, and I think it's one of the hardest parts of a of a trial. And because you guys are also laying one. out a big part of your case, right? Yeah. Right. And a well done one can be really good. So let's say our, our kid, it's like a self defense case. So you want to talk to him openly about all that, or maybe there's a case in the media at the time that you're doing it. You know what I mean? So did anybody see that shooting? So and so, what do you? What's your thoughts on that? Did you read anything about it? Oh well, you know, I saw the news said this and this happened. You know, you just get him talking. And so I found, and I'm not a funny guy, but if I can throw in a joke and get them giggling, that's when I, I, I like take a breath, like, 
all right, they're you know. listening, they're giggling, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, all right, we're getting there, you know what I mean? Because it's literally, you have the moment you were talking about crossed arms, like, oh, like you're here and I'm away from my job, my family, and I can sit here all day, maybe more than one day, and listen to these people talk. And so whatever you can do to get them looking at you, I mean, sometimes they're looking at the ground, sometimes they're just like, you know, rolling their eyes or putting their heads back because they just don't, I mean, I wouldn't want to be there either, like, you know what I mean? Me, they got this little letter in the mail that said jury notice here you go come on this day you know or you get the you get sometimes you just get the people that just they don't want to be there and they hate anybody that's ever been accused of a crime ever even if they didn't sure. do it they still hate it sure. and there there would be the first i've had people just say sure. look i don't care what you do i think he's guilty I've had people tell me Don't that in Voidier. Now, maybe he's trying to get out of the thing. I don't know. <laughs> but the one guy out in Preble County, man, he just, he's like, look, you can say whatever you want, but he probably wouldn't be sitting there unless he did something. And I'm like, what? I had one guy just blurt out, I want to know if he was arrested when this happened. We haven't even presented any evidence. We're just asking them if they can sit as a fair juror. So how do you deal with that? That's and the heckler. And I just kind of looked at that is, Yeah. That's yeah. the heckler. Yeah. It's crazy. You and know? you can flip it on them. You can say, well, now I've actually said this. Now, what am I supposed to do with that? And that's a joke, right? So, yeah. and it, it's like, it gets right. people laughing. I'm like, right. you're laughing over there. Why do you think I'm worried about right now? And then you get this lady over there to say, well, you're probably worried that he's going to just vote guilty because you guys are sitting here. I was like, all right, now who else thinks that's a good idea in the system? Is that going to be a good thing that we get through here? <laughs> it's sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And but then you go from the laugh to 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 the sad to the heart touched feelings. Then, and you, then you see we get to use drama. We get to turn yeah. it and make it. We get to take yeah. the levity out and say it's yeah. funny, but you know, yeah. and you don't say it that way. But that's the point you're making. It's like, look, it's funny. We're all and, and really what you're saying is everybody's a little bit nervous here. Everybody's on edge. Nobody quite know. We don't know each other yet. We're talking like we, it, it, but we got serious work to do here. And you know, we're, we're sort of making light of it, but there's a reason for it. And, and what we're trying to figure out is this, whatever you say, and you can, you can deliver it back to them. So we get to use yeah. not only the comedy, but we get to turn it around and make it serious again, which is. And these guys, like you, you guys are all wordsmiths, you know what I mean? Huh. It, it, and I've seen you guys before trials, like when I worked with you, how you guys would talk back and forth with each other and somebody would be, I mean, and it's, how you were creating it. I mean, down to me, at my sentencing, whenever Steve, you know, I mean, my 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 future was in in this, this man's hands, and he delivered like a buddy of mine was sitting in my sentencing. He came out, I was like, man, I knew your attorney was good, but who invited Dick Wolf, man? He was like, <laughs> it was like, I don't even know who Dick Wolf was. yeah, that's the you guy know Dick from Wolf Law is. Law, yeah. He wrote yeah. Law and Order and all yeah. those shows. Like he got that, canceled right? later. He was part of the and, uh, oh, was he? Yeah. And uh, gosh, so it was just, but you made the bailiff cry. Yeah. People in the courtroom were crying. People yeah. in the courtroom were crying. And so that's, yeah, because the, that's where he went on there was with the That was the thing. shift for me. It was that it was that era that I learned what you already said. It's like when the when the comedy guy said, look, you need, to, you need to talk about you. It needs to be you because then it matters. You know, then, then you are saying something and it's not just acting. It's not just whatever. You slip into that mode where... It's like that's I, I I don't remember talking at his sentencing. You know, you just slip in and it just happens, and time goes by, and at the end you're thinking, I think that went pretty well. I don't know. And then I looked around, and then the the bailiff is crying, and there's different impact. But that's what happens. That that makes it real. Well, you told a story, and you even said at the end, you're like, I, it just came to me, Jared. You're like that story you told me just came to me. 
Yeah, I didn't plan and on you that. You didn't plan on that. It's not like he was like, I'm going to tell him this. He had it all scripted out. It's, it's almost like comedy. Like, you, you'll go off script. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. something happens in the club and somebody says something, and then all of a sudden you're just in the moment with this person, and, and everyone's laughing. I mean, yeah. Like, we're yeah. telling you to be quiet because every time you say something, people are crying. Yeah. Yeah. On the table, the water is falling. Women are sometimes like, Almost trying to come out of her shirts and stuff like that because they, they're laughing. I thought you were doing Superman. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't do that. Don't yeah, right. In, in music performance, I play the classical. It's like this flow. You get into it, and you're not playing the music anymore. You're just, it's just coming out of you. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're not thinking about anything you're doing. It's just flowing out, yeah. and you don't like. That's when mistakes don't happen. Right. It can't. You it's, cannot make a mistake in that flow. And it's flawless, and you feel so good yeah. on stage, and it's like but then then the next one it goes south again yeah oh really do you like the later show because usually that means people are going to be intoxicated i don't like the late just too drunk too drunk is oh yeah those those shows people come in like loud way too drunk yeah i like the middle like 7 7 30 9 45 shows like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock shows I can imagine if you're up at eleven o'clock on a cruise, you're drunk. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you're drunk. And then you have the theater show, like at the end of the week, which is your big, the grand finale, which is probably holds about everybody on the ship, half the people, probably about twenty five hundred people. See, so that's weird. So you have to do you do a totally different show? Yeah, it has to be completely different. It's nothing that you have done in the wow, wow, wow. On the stage, and you got to be dressed all nice, and it's like oh, and then the. You gotta, I mean, by that time, you know the whole demographic of the ship. So yeah. we know about the Haven people. These are people that have millions of dollars. They got their own personal chefs. They're on top of the ship. You never see them. They have everything. They don't even have to come out and see you at all if they don't want to. And But they'll come to the show and they have their own section. It's like balconies and all these people are, so you always reference these people. Yeah. I reference them all the time. What'd you call them, Haven? Yeah, they're called the Haven. Yeah. The Havens. <laughs> Haven people. So that's not just a name. That's a name that you, that for those kind of people. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're in the Haven. Okay. Ah, oh, they're in the Haven. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. I got you. The butlers, like the butlers don't even speak to us. They, like, You're I'm not like, even good enough to talk to the butlers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, I only speak to the Haven. And I'm like, okay, well, then. To yeah. the Haven. To the Haven. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah, well, screw <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm getting my own food. Oh. That's a joke. That's a Oh you could go God. off on that for 30 minutes, I, I bet. They got, yeah. They got streets of gold. There's angels and stuff up there. They got, they got it all. Yeah. Do you ever do you get nervous still? Do you ever get butterflies nervous? Every, every performance? Show. Do you? Every show. Every show. Because it's always like a wrinkle that you don't expect. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, like on a ship, like on those big shows, you have everybody. Most of the people, like the first like five rows are like all the older, older, older people. And they're. They're either one of the person, one of the people are asleep. Like the husband, he's probably seventy-five. He's been up all day. He doesn't really right. want to come to the show. He's had two drinks, and yeah. that's it, and he's, he's done. Like, oh, Martha, and you can hear him. He's like, Martha, I want to come, and then you see about two minutes in the show, he's over there slobbering on his hand, and he's having a good time. You're like, and then you're talking about him. He doesn't care. And then it just dawned on me, like if you bomb, like on a cruise, there's no escape. If you bomb one show and the same people come to the next one, it's like, oh, this is the guy that sucks. They will, yeah, they will vacate the show. Like, oh, so you going on the next show? <laughs> <laughs> You've had that happen? Oh, yeah. They were acting like, well, is he coming on your next? I was like, yeah, he'll be on the next one. We'll, we'll just wait 
Oh, <laughs> and they do that. Gosh. I mean, I mean, it's like that. They don't like you. They're not going to come back. And you can tell by the end of the week. I mean, the first shows are always packed the first day. And then they'll find out, okay. Who, who, they who, like, do who do I like? like? How many are on the ship at one time? Um, most of the time, it's like 5,500. Well, I meant like comedian-wise. It's oh. just two of you? Or? Yeah, two, oh, two okay. Three, yeah. Okay. Now, historically, do you have who's your favorite comedian? Do you do you follow comedy? You get involved? I do. I, I watch a, like I watch comedians I know I can be like. Like I, I love Jerry Seinfeld. I watch a lot of his yeah. Um, Bill Burr. Bill, Bill Burr's Burr hilarious, man. I love Bill Burr. He I just doesn't him. give a shit. No. He's you're not going to cancel that guy. I've worked with him, and he's like he really doesn't like people. <laughs> he like, doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't. He's like oh, I don't like them. I mean, but I'll get you get it. Yeah, it, it's cool, but you know that's his personality. Yeah. yeah. But then you work with people like um, like Tony Rock was Christopher Rock's brother, really cool. And then yeah, uh, Chappelle, you get to work yeah. with him. Yeah, those guys. you work with Chappelle. Yeah, like yeah. Dating, but he'll just come in randomly, like in a date. Yeah, show. I've heard that he's just. Oh, shows by the up. way, uh, you're gonna follow Chris Chappelle or yeah. Dave yeah. Chappelle yeah. or yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Or he'll just say, "Well, you're being bumped because Dave is here." Like Dave who? And you'll walk back in. Yeah. And Dave is he a cool guy to talk to? Oh yeah. Yeah, he seems Dave, pretty down to earth. Yeah. His recent HBO, because I'm going to ask you a couple, I'm going to turn to this too, but his recent HBO thing just sort of this, he just makes a mockery of, was it HBO or was it Netflix? I don't remember which it was, it was one Netflix. it did. It was Netflix. The most recent one. He just sort of makes a mockery Sticks of this, and stones, of this when you're talking comedian's about. Uh, cancel culture stuff. And it was just like, you know what? Screw all you people. Oh my God. I, I'm tired of it. And uh, about, oh, about the, the fallout from that show? Yeah. I bet. No, that was a great show. I mean, the only I mean, thing it was it, it was showed good. to me it showed to me the depth that of his thought process because it wasn't just funny jokes like he had given this oh yeah like real real thought almost to the point where they weren't jokes he was pointing out nonsense mm-hmm. and it was funny because he was pointing and because it was Chappelle doing it right. so it was funny but in a different forum it wouldn't even be jokes right. but but he had he had this depth of understanding of that issue. That really, really impressed the hell out of me. I mean, it's like that guy is a sharp, sharp, smart guy. And that's what I said. You learn from him. I learned from him basically being your true, your, your life is is funny. I mean, things that happen to you in your life is funny. Like I always talk like during like me living in a in a small town with being the only black guy. And I, always, I mean, it was cool, um, but I used to get pulled over all the time. And I was like, oh, okay, I've pulled over twenty nine times. In and it's fine, but I buy the same cop. And Jeez. Like, his name is Doug. He's a Capricorn. I'm like, okay. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Doug, still here. Yeah. Still black. What town did you grow up in? Uh, well, I mean, I moved down there. It was like, um, I was in Columbus, but then it was like in Asheville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Same dude. And sometimes I wouldn't even, he wouldn't turn his lights till I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 Your wife make brownies. Samantha, how's it going? Yeah. But you know, you almost ran a red light. He almost <laughs> oh, right. you know? didn't see that one. <laughs> just making sure everything's yeah, so okay. You just tell it like it is, and like this is actually happened, and people are laughing. I'm like, well, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so you just take your real life and throw it out. There. Right, right. Now I have this theory that you know the the comedians like Chappelle and uh, Burr and who is the guy Jeff at the the award show that sort of just made a mockery of all this. Um, uh, older guy. Yes. I always draw a blank on his name. Oh, me too. Um, British guy. Yeah. yeah. They 
said he Ricky Gervais. Ricky right. Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and if I go, if you go back historically too, back even to like the real edgy when you had the black comics like Pryor and um, um, even, well, even in a lot of ways, Bill Co- Bill Cosby, and like the, when Eddie. those guys, Eddie Murphy came through, but Pryor particularly, it's like Pryor. he Red just Fox. and Red Fox. Red that's Fox. the one I was trying to come yeah, up with. Yeah. It's like they just they just said what was going on. In, in a way that in, in, in any other context would have been controversial. And it was there too, but they got away with it in comedy. Yeah. So comedy is like the antithesis of this uh, politically correct cancel culture movement. And what always wor- what's worried me in the last couple of years is, the, is that the comics are starting to bow to it too, both black and white and, and around, right? And it's like- it's, It used to be the last safe space right. where you brought a ticket to come in and laugh we're going to all make fun of each other yeah. and, and we're going to have a good time together and love each other. You know but what I mean? But now of, it's... But now a lot of the bonuses and stuff that you get is from comic cards and people saying, hey, you know, I didn't like this material or this joke offended me and I have a daughter who has yeah. this type of disorder. They have comic man. cards at the Funny Bone and you get hit with them? Oh, man. Um, I mean, if you say something, like, uh, I always try to, you know, I don't like being 100% PC because I think it, it needs to be out there. I mean, you, right. if you can make something funny... Yeah, no, right. of course, right? Because it points out the nonsense of it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what better way to dismantle? Well, you just did. You just took a real-life topic of yeah. you're a black person getting pulled over 29 times in six months, but made it funny. Yeah, made it funny. Yeah. 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 Right. So, well, hey, Doug, <laughs> Capricorn. <laughs> but I, I said, even the, the real story is even the piece of that, his daughter played softball, and I'm a softball umpire also. And I would get her, and I would strike her out every time. It didn't matter. Yeah. I know it was way out there, yeah. but it's a strike. It looked like a strike to me. He's out there thinking, <laughs> yeah. that son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. That, that ball was outside. I'm pulling him yeah, over on the way home. Yeah. You whisper in her ear, that yeah. was almost, almost a strike. <laughs> well, almost. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the main one at the fence. I'm like, whoa. It's still a strike. <laughs> it just seems like that's where, that's what will help bring us back, is like yeah. to get you guys out there, just talking about all the stuff going on. And, 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 you know, when you expose it that way, it's like it's speech that has impact. Just go back and listen to the old prior stuff. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. Just that live on the Sunset Strip is is amazing. And it's, I'm happy that guys, that people are out there just pushing it. Like that Chappelle special and Burr is pushing it and uh, Gervais did it because it just sort of shows like this is stupid. He really, Gervais really put it on him, man. Put it on him. That was heavy. And you could see them looking around like, and again, I don't think this is a comedy they were, anymore. It wasn't comedy at that yeah. point. It was his. It, it was he, funny to me. He was but. giving a, <laughs> Every comedian. Yeah. Um, were you guys thinking, yeah, yeah screw this crying, BS. We were right, right. Yeah, because we, we're kind of jaded. I mean, it's hard to make a, a comedian laugh. And so when we start laughing, it was like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He was doing the jokes for you and him. Yeah. You mean if nobody else laughed, he was deep down inside. He was laughing. I can't remember some of it, but I mean, I remember like showing the crowd as he was delivering. It was the best part. Oh, they were like some of their reactions to it. And he was a comedian. He's didn't he start doing stand up? I don't know. Tom Hanks did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was offended. Yeah, the whole time. It's like it just is. uh, I just think that's the path through all this to, to to get back. I think freedom of speech is like at its best on the comedy stage. I mean, you just say what's whatever you want and it's funny. And I, I hate to, th- I hate to hear this comment card stuff, man. I hate to hear that. You can't make any like 
overweight jokes. It's under my daughter's overweight. She's a little, but she, I said your daughter's not here. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, but this is something. This is part of my life. And, yeah. And, yeah. And a lot of my buddies who are comedians. They're like, hey man, I got a bad comment card because I said something. Um, even though it was about autism, but his son has autism, so he's making jokes right. about his own son. Right. They were. They got offended. Yeah. And he's like, well, wh- why can't I talk about my son? He's like, I, I live this every day. Yeah. But then well, that's that connection. Yeah. yeah. You know, Josh Blue. Have you heard yeah. of Josh Blue? That's my, that's my best buddy. Are you serious? Yeah. I called him up on the phone. Really? Like, hey, Josh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, I love Josh yeah. Blue. I think he's awesome. Yeah. And he has cerebral palsy, Steve. And so a lot of gotcha. his, a lot of his comedy revolves around his life having cerebral palsy. Oh, and it is so funny. I'll have to check it his out. His delivery about the drunk tank skit. About getting thrown in the drunk tank, and they're like, "What did you drink?" And he's like, "I have cerebral palsy." Well, that's a big <laughs> word for a drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to blow up his spot, but that one's old, old, old. He yeah. was like on uh, Last Comic exactly. Standing or something, and did that. Yeah, yeah. Because he has the cerebral palsy, like his uh, yeah. One arm is always shaking, and he was like, "You know, this arm has his mind of his own." He's like, I'm in New York, and I'm walking, I'm talking to a lady, and I turn around. And it's caught a pigeon, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> dude, his he is he is, he is, has his own style, and he is so he's unique, and man, he's good. Oh. He's got a wife and kid now, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I mean, I remember seeing him for the first time. I could not stop laughing. Yeah, but see, that would offend some people. It would. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just too much. It's too over the top. But it, that's him. That's it, he's man. being real, and that's what makes him so. Uh, if we go down this intriguing. path that you can't say anything that might offend somebody else. It's just this stifling misery is going to descend upon us that has it. it and there is no end to it until somebody like you or some comedians get up on the stage and just start blowing it up. I think yeah, they make us tread lightly a lot of times. So if you'll get a comment card and say, okay, this could affect my career or it could affect my pay. And so then comedians, they'll back away. But no, you know, I can't say this. Right. Or they'll take a joke out because it's like, you know what? Yeah. I can't have affect my pay or something. Because the <sighs> people. But it's the, like, it's like a YouTube comment. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like that. You almost like, they say, just don't read the comments. You know what I mean? It's like, but you feel like you have to. Well, because he, it's like, because that's, lose. that's how he gets his pay. That's, yeah. you know, that's the, well, the he's not, drinks. he's not, but the people that are staffing, they're pressuring him, you and the they're worried yeah. about people coming to the shows. So they're getting, they're starting. And the problem is it's, it's counterintuitive. It's, it's having the opposite impact. Like comedy is getting sterile. I think if, if you go down that road and eventually yeah. nobody comes for that reason. Is that it's just boring, and you know if you if you. It's but it's like when I go to a stuff. comedy store, it's the it, it or you know a comedy show, and I get the laugh, the laugh, the laugh, and then you get what I've always when I found somebody's really clicking when I've gone to the show, it's the laugh, the laugh, the laugh, and then the oh, like that one oh, might have gone too far. Right. It's like even if I think it went too far, it's like but that that's what makes it funny. That's what makes it. You know funny. what I mean? That's like, like with yeah. Bobby. He's very aggressive on Bobby's his. Yeah. Very aggressive. He'll walk the fence the entire time. Then yeah, yeah, and I am a big fan of of his bits, man. He he he, and he does. He is he is very aggressive. But then he'll go and then he pulls it back. And then he'll go and then he'll pull it back a little bit. Yeah, and, and you'll see people moan and like, oh my god, yeah, right, oh right. Out there, then somebody should, should be talking. Somebody should be talking. Yeah. Like, if you, what are we just going to act like these issues don't exist? So, we're just going to have like Raggedy Ann and Andy comedy shows where it's just all right. So here we are. See Dick run. See Jane run. And it's like it's. It, it's the but you edgy hear stuff every once in a while you hear a comedy act for somebody that some line they said they'll pluck it out and they're all over the media and I mean they're oh no they're, they're blackballed. There are people out you know there I mean? that just want to take everybody out. 
And I don't know what, I don't know how they get off on that, but they're just people out there that get off on taking you out. Now I think I think a lot of ways you have uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and all these all these places where these people that's how they make their money is by exposing stuff and and taking people out because then it sells. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily maybe they want to or maybe they just don't care now because their financial interest is what is is driving it. But even then, I couldn't do it. It's yeah. like I couldn't just want to ruin somebody's career because of a comedy show. Right. It's insane. Well, the same thing with what happened with Kevin Hart because he had this comedy special, and then ten years later, oh right. yeah, and then he gets yeah. criticized. Ten years later, after the fact, and I'm when like, it was perfectly acceptable yeah, at the time. And I said, "Wow!" I said, "There's a lot of things that was on TV when I was growing up. Like, remember, they always have cigarette commercials." Right now we don't. Now we don't. Right, so you could go back and turn back the clock. This is what uh, I've called here before. This is like the functional equivalent of an ex post facto, or the, what like the uh, the politically correct equivalent of ex post facto laws. It's like, all right, you did it then; it was perfectly fine. But now, ten years later, sorry, you're canceled because right. you said it back then, even though it was perfectly acceptable to say it back then. So the things that your dad, your grandmother, your their grandmothers were saying now, they're getting persecuted for it, and they're dead. Mm -hmm. Right. It's insane. Like my grandpa would say, he said, we used to never have Canon commercials. <laughs> right. <always> that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And now, now he'd be skewered, right? Yeah, because, like, oh, you're not, you're not. Uh, uh, and then they have wings and everything. They got that the right side. <laughs> I'm thinking myself a grandpa. <laughs> That's it's the just, best. It's just a commercial. It's so funny to hear from yeah. like an older guy. He's like, oh my gosh. And my dad's, my dad's 87. And he is absolutely, he has no filter. None. And he didn't have much of a filter. I do too. Yeah. He did not have much of a filter when he was younger, but now it's like really no filter. And he will call it, I, he will not care about any of it. And people just are, their jaws are on the floor. And I'm just thinking, well, look, he's 87. Do you what think do you he, people like that, yeah, just, it doesn't matter to him. And, and, you know, it's maybe that is gone. I don't know if that's gone. I hope I'm like that when I'm 87. I, don't, I mean, I fall into it too. I mean, just in life, we you know all what do, I mean? right? Like things you used to not, you know, you maybe used to say that you look at it now and you know you would never say anything like that. But maybe it should be said. I don't now know. that makes per well. I think that makes sense. So if somebody says to me, "I don't want to be referred to that way," that's old. Now I want to be referred to this way. Well, I don't care. I could care less. You want to be called something else? I'll call you whatever. But don't chastise me ten years ago for using a different term. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It's like it's all about. Uh, I think there's an individual respect that has to happen, but if you just indict everybody for everything, sure. then it, it reduces it all to. And absurdity. when you're at a different age and you're at a different mindset, or something's going through, and you say something, you can't hold it to them like they're still sticking to it today. A lot of people have said things. I've said things on Tuesday that Wednesday I feel totally different about. You know what I mean? Being like. So you can't hold it to me. It's like, you know what? I did say that, but I've thought about it and, and, and okay, you know, but can you imagine a society where there is no forgiveness for anything you've ever said that you regretted, right? That's what we're in. I mean, that's what this is like. No, even if you've, even if you'd set it out of anger and, and you were drunk or wasted and you've got no forgiveness, your life is over and, and everybody is just going to trample all over you. It's like, that isn't the, what that's not what our, we're supposed to be at all. Because even like back then we used to play games, like we used to play a bunch of guys would play football. 
and you would throw the ball up in the air. We had the name of the game. They would call it like like mirror to queer, but it, uh, now it would be really offensive. What yeah. do they call it now? They call it something else. Somebody, it's, I, I we played the same game. Smear, yeah. Yeah. We played smear. I was just yeah. thinking about that the other day. We played smear the queer. It's like all right, well that would be offensive. Yeah. Be so offensive. we're not supposed to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do that. But I said I, I get that, but you're not going to hold that. Like, am I at fault because yeah. when I was 10, right. we played that game? And that's what someone called it. So it's like, okay, well, that's what we called it. We're going to go. You yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know, you're a kid. Yeah, we're just playing football. At that yeah. point, I'm just tackling you. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, sadly, I mean, it was just the word gay was thrown around constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to I mean, to, uh, it's just, a, I guess, an insult to when you're talking to your buddies. I would never say that now. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure it came out of my mouth when I was, when I was a kid because that's what everybody said. And so I guess in some ways there there's growth there that because we talked about it now it things have changes have happened but I also feel like when you step into a com- the comedy ring you sign up for that. We can it's almost like when you go through those doors hey this is a safe place and we're going all bets are off here. Outside of here right. maybe it's something different. Yeah. That's, how, that's how we feel as comedians we thought okay we're going to the stage and then we can just basically open it all the way up and just be completely honest about everything we're seeing and make an observation sure. about and didn't have a good punchline at the end. Yeah. It's not like that now. So, you know. Yeah. Some people, I mean. So do you write jokes, you guys, or maybe laugh amongst a group and then say, but I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, man. Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll have like our own because you see like Eddie Murphy raw or something like that. I mean, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no hold back. Oh. And Harry's coming back too. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, we have our own little black book of jokes that we probably would not ever bring to the stage, but we'll write them. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. We, we all laugh like, you I'm can't be doing that. I, I have witnessed it. Yeah. You know, I've witnessed oh, it. Oh, sitting like, around just them like, talking about like, it. I mean, that, that's good, but they're like, yeah, well, That's like the good stuff. But we can only tell it in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's too bad, I guess. I mean, on, it, on some a, level. I guess, it, yeah, on some level it is. Um, but on some level, you'll be at a point where you're like this. You know, I didn't think I could tell that joke, but this crowd here. But you get your own following at some point. You'll get yeah. enough where you may have your own following. Like Chappelle's, Chappelle probably doesn't have a black book. He just does what he wants now. I think yeah. Bill Burr might be there too. Bill I mean, Burr. he gets out there too. Yeah. Have Anthony. you ever seen him when he was booed? He, there's a live. It's on YouTube. Oh, uh, yeah, getting booed, and he was just like, like, you know what? I'm gonna sit here for my whole time. Freaking minutes. Eleven minutes left. Oh, like and he just attacked the sports teams and the people and the culture, like everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling them idiots and every name in the book. Oh my gosh! That ten minutes left. Like he count the minutes down, and he. The funny thing is, he kind of wins he them over by the end. Them. Yeah, they start laughing. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think that's awesome. But he's able to get away with that now. But I, maybe that was just his shtick. From the, and it makes you wonder if you just start that way and say, "Screw it, I don't care. This is just how I'm going to be," and that's it. It is weird that you handpick certain people to, to to cancel. Like you could find another comedian this that's is doing why, something similar. I mean, to get this is why I think when people apologize for making a comment, that they probably didn't mean to be offensive in any way, shape, or form. The apology is not only disingenuous disingenuous or disingenuous because they didn't mean anything bad by the original comment now they've just opened up the door to appeasement and then it's a it's a slope that has no end so bill burr just said screw you i'm never going to apologize this is me enjoy it or not i don't care this is my routine and he doesn't have to apologize he won't but maybe if once you start down that road where you start apologizing because you offended this person or offended Jared or offended you. Now, if you were friends and I offended you, I'm going to say, look, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. And if you're still pissed at me, then you get the fuck you. Go fuck yourself. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah it's like, look, man, I didn't mean it. 
I really didn't mean it, and now you're still mad? Like, that's stupid. Yeah, whenever you, now you just tread lightly over that subject. Like, I know I'm not going to say that to you. All right, that offends yeah. you? Point made. But I didn't mean it that way either, so let's shake hands and move on. And when, if, if you just apologize and then continue to apologize and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, then you have all the power and you can take advantage of it. It's, it's like it has no end. There is no end to that. Don't apologize, just don't do it. I don't mind. Jeez. I don't mind an apology, but it also dilutes the value of an apology if you apologize for everything. So I don't mind an apology. If I screwed up and made a mistake and caused harm to anybody, I'll say I'm sorry. But if I, if I didn't mean to cause anybody harm, that's what you're going to say. Look, man, I didn't mean to cause you any harm. I hope we're all right. See, I'm, I apologize too much. I'm, that's in my personality. I don't know why. Like if I have friends or family or neighbors and I feel like I've done something, I've had, I've said sorry to somebody, hey, you know, I, that happened the other day. I'm sorry about that. If that bothered, And they look at me like, well, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you, I don't even know what you mean. Like it wasn't even an issue to them. I made it an issue in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't know why I'm like that. I, I, I'm so like that. So I wonder if that lady with the crowbar hit that guy. Was <laughs> yeah, she was sorry. <laughs> Just don't I'm do sorry, it again. <laughs> I, I really I really didn't mean to give you six staples and bash your Harley. I wonder if he's more upset about the Harley or the staples. Probably the Harley. The Harley. Now. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Staples. Staples. Give you it gives you street cred. Like oh. scar. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want any staples. In my like head. the damage to the Harley. It's like that's not necessarily covered by insurance either. That's more like, uh, you know, you got problems. Active terrorism. <laughs> Dude, with all the CTE stuff nowadays with yeah. the concussions and things like that, you never know what's. Shaking out in the end. I wonder. You play football, right? You you worry about it? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I've had a couple. Not so good. <laughs> when did you finish playing? What year? Uh, 2003. All right. So you had a little bit better protection probably. I was done in 94. Or no, 90, 92, 93. Is that right? Yeah. 90, by 91, I was done. 91, 92, I was done. And they were just – when I got to college, I realized – Oh, they actually are serious about head injuries here. And that meant like we had helmets and you actually had to put air in them. And you actually, it's like in high school, you just did whatever the hell you wanted. See, I would have been fine in the, even the game when I got hit, but um, I was in the other team's huddle hugging on those guys. Mm -hmm. Like right after the play happened. Really? And did you go back in or did they keep you out? They kept me out and they just kept, my brother said, my brother's on the same team. He was like, they just kept asking you questions and then you just got up and you were just going to kind of go over with the band and then they had to sit you down. Yeah, because I, I didn't know where I was. I didn't remember yeah. that whole day. Oh. Yeah, there's entire halves of games that I do yeah. not like. Sometimes an entire game, I'd be like the next day thinking, hmm. Yeah. But I do, only piece I remember is I know I'm running a slant across the middle. And I see the linebacker. I'm looking at the quarterback. I'm giving the signal, no, don't throw it. But he still throws it. And then wop, wop. Right, you get lit up and yeah. boom. Yeah, I knew it was a bad play. I knew you it was know like, you're running into. Yeah, yeah, I knew what I was running yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he's a linebacker yeah. at full yeah. speed, and he's got an angle and leverage. He jumped yeah. it, yeah. I know, that's it. To me, it was always the hits to the side of the head that would knock me silly. The, the frontal, the stuff in front, it never bothered me so much, but when I got whacked on the side, that's when I would start to go black. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know. Well, look, we've been here a long time. Probably had to wrap this one up. It was, uh, it was great, man. Man, thanks for coming in, dude. It, we had a blast. you. I don't even know how long they're Ooh, a long time. Maybe I'll get one of the 15 seats available next week at the comedy club. Yeah, so lots in store. I really we'll hope put that. this show together with you guys. And the comedians on South High, I'm glad you guys are back. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, 
the regular routine is is bad. I mean, you guys got a real rhythm. Do you, have you had talked about sponsors or anything for that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. To myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, with all their contacts. Well, no, no. Yeah. no the, we, we, I, I talked about that on the show, about a sponsorship there for Late Night with Comedians on South High. And, I mean, right now I've got a great, one of the best vapor stores in central Ohio is willing to throw out a sponsorship. <laughs> I know a great law firm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought I was going to hit those guys up there, the old Yavich and Palmer. And, uh, but we talked about that, too, about incorporating the sponsors into the show. Do you have Kinda a Patreon account? Kind of like the old Mug account? Root Beer. We do not have a Patreon account. You probably need to get a Patreon The same guy that built our website is, like, overwhelmed with uh, other projects here that no, you uh, do, There's Palmer a Patreon has. account at Channel 511. Oh, it? It'll find its way. Oh, will it? Yeah, so if you go to Channel 511, you can certainly make a contribution. And Definitely go there and say, I want all of this money to go to the comedians on South High. Yeah, you could probably Yeah, you can that. earmark it. Lawyer Talk doesn't need any of the money. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the comedians, we it. do. I mean, you guys are working. These guys, you just you just heard it, man. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting on the sidelines. I man, I hope this. He's a he's a snitch. He's finding packages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. So anyway, that's back. Maybe a com a comedy show coming up uh, with a live. I, I love the concept, man. It's like the variety show is back with the comedians on South High. Uh, of course, all through Channel Five Eleven. Studio C is happening here. So it sounds awesome here, doesn't it? That's because Freddie B is making the processing and all the sound uh, just right. Photo Dan, our website man. See what I did right yeah, there? Yeah, new one for him. Photo Dan, the website man. He's also the cameraman, and he makes all the audio or the all the video effects perfect. The websites, he's responsible. The lighting, he's responsible. The stills, the video, he's responsible. So that's all awesome. We do have a Patreon account. Go to channel511.com. At Lawyer Talk, we actually have a website now, too. It's called lawyertalkpodcast.com. Uh, again, Dan came through on that one. It's a great website. Go there. You can send questions if this wasn't so legal. But I think we covered a little bit of legal today. We got we, we, we covered some ground. I think that was important. Uh, and then we answered some calls on the Blitz. So another riveting episode of Lawyer Talk off the record on the air, at least until now.